rolling. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Long Winded Spiel, episode 48. Excited to Hey-o. announce, <laughs> got my boy Mike Gilman back on. hey And he's here. So, uh, yeah. Getting back and after it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you just missed a great conversation before I press record. We were just talking about the season of uh, season two of Luke Cage. Pretty fantastic. We had this whole at least 15, 20 minute conversation on it, which I, I kind of want to recap. I thought we were recording. We probably should have been recording. But technically, I kept like looking. I was like, wait, is it is it recording now? No? Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. Damn I it. thought we were. I, I kind of like, as I was setting up the, uh, the, the actual episode uh, of 48, I just, I guess I never really thought it's, about starting it. It was just kind of like, oh, hey, by the way, it's funny. I was telling you about the the, uh, the, the mobile hotspot on my phone and, and how many what, gigs a whole season two of Luke Cage cost me. Yeah, all that fancy tech talk yeah, that I didn't Yeah, I didn't fancy quite. tech talk <laughs> that uh, some of you were probably cringing right now. Yeah, they're like, well, that's not even what makes sense, bro. That's yeah, not right. how you fucking... <laughs> you sound ridiculous, guys. But, uh... Yeah, oh shit, I had a thought and I lost it. Uh, both listeners, just so you know, we are a little stoned. Just a little bit. Just but, a little bit. Uh, uh, we did partake in some herbal marijuana. Yeah, but it's medical. Medical. Um, Michael's got a uh, prescription and Science. I have a pain. So, uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> got a pain uh, in my left knee. It's funny though, when, because uh, I knew, that I, like I saw that we weren't recording, but, uh-oh. Uh oh. I'm, it's funny that when two people are having a conversation and there's a microphone in, in between them, like, I still found myself, like, leaning into the microphone. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, I, I caught myself at least three times being like, I want to make sure that this hears me. That's funny. Uh, but we were just talking, not recording or anything, but I was like, I, I gotta start practicing. That's, good. Uh, That's funny. But yeah, I just found that funny. Well, yeah, well, season two, Luke Cage. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Had a lot of fun with it. Uh, we just kind of broke it down. Uh, should we say spoiler alerts before we continue? Or Definitely just, spoilers. Yeah. Okay, so spoilers. Everybody does. So those of you at least... <laughs> if this were a Marvel uh, movie, then that would be 100% true. But you with know, Luke Cage, speech, I think eventually everyone's going to die. I just thought about this, too. This has to be pre-snap, right? What you, yeah. Uh, well, that's a good question. You know what I mean? Because there's no way that, yeah. like, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, fucking all, all the these people. Ones, and the, there's no reference to the fact that, like, half the people just fucking died. It's very true. It has to be. It's probably going on during... Here's the thing. There's so much of a time frame that's probably going on. They, they can write that in in, like, a month before the couple years before the snap. Right. Kind of a deal, you know? They do have a timeline, though, for, all, really? for all of Marvel. Like, all... Like, the whole Marvel oh, fucking shit. cinematic universe. I know it happened after the one of the first seasons... Of, uh, of of these new Marvel shows, it happened right after the uh, the the New York City, the first Marvel Avengers. Yeah, the first they, one. They, they they reference it a couple times. Right. But from that point on, I'm not entirely sure. But they they actually like I've I've seen you can go on YouTube and you can uh-huh. check out like the timeline of of all the Marvel Cinematic oh, Universe, shit. and it's very intricately done. And okay. um, yeah, they they if like. If you had a guess, where do you think they are from the snap? From in the Luke Cage mm-hmm. one, uh, I would say because that's after the most recent one, right? The most recent with the uh, the the Defender series, and it right. was um, the the Defender series is spoiler is alerts, that. but yeah, but Daredevil's already like buried under rubble. He's, he's potentially dead. Not he's really, not fucking. Though. He's not fucking. He's dead. not Come fucking on. dead. Yeah, but um, everyone else, I think Jessica Jones has a season two since then, right? Mm-hmm. And that was uh, so. Luke Cage is the most recent one. I know they're coming out with Punisher, which should be coming out sometime next year. 
I think all of this stuff has to be pre-snap. Oh, for sure it's pre-snap, but like how far before that? I I, I'm say. thinking a couple like. Whoa. Is it like? Is it like? Did you watch the newest Ant Man and the Wasp? Not yet. Did you? Yeah, I did. Oh shit! So right. I won't no, say no, no, shut the fuck up. Fuck. <laughs> Good movie. It's fun, <laughs> especially um, for those of you out there that are super Marvel fans. Leaving that last Marvel's uh, Infinity Stone or whatever the fuck yeah. it was called. Infinity War. Uh, Infinity War. Thank you. It um. I was like borderline fucking super emo depressed. Yeah, I was too. <laughs> you know, like every half of everyone died, and a lot of people that died were characters that I care about and super invested in. Yeah, oh, for sure. For it's, sure. Uh, they, I think the Marvel like the Marvel universe itself, or like whatever producers or whoever's mm-hmm. in charge of that ship, whoever's guiding that ship. I think they took a huge chance mm-hmm. with Infinity War and and actually going through with the snap. Like I know that in the comics it happens, um, and so like they 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 remained uh, true to the comics with that, but I think it's just a huge risk to just uh, not to eliminate all of these characters like that in an instance, and like all of these people that we we've, we've come to get invested in, and you just eliminate half of them, and so as an audience member, I know that that's not going to stand, right? Like I know that they're not going to just be dead for the rest of the way. Like I just know it. There, there's, there's going to be another Black Panther. There's going to be, there's going to be sequels to the, t- there's going to be sequels that involve characters that are allegedly dead right now from mm-hmm. that snap. Yeah. So I know that there's something that's going to remedy that scenario. Yeah. So why do it? It's almost like, I don't know, like the same way that I had a problem with X Men: Days of Future's Past. It's like oh, because everything got rewritten. Everything just got rewritten. Yeah. So it's like Which, all the movies we just watched was for nothing. Here's the thing. The only caveat to that would be. Um, the X-Men series, as far as the entire X-Men series, the quality was not as well written as this Avengers has. Like, I think every Avenger movie or every Marvel, because it's like Fox and Marvel, right? Right. Um, I think every Marvel movie has been very, not everyone's great. It's not a like, hit out of the fucking, like, knock out of the park kind of a thing. But they're decent. You know, like, they're pretty good. So... As far as the X Men, I think they kind of needed something like that. I think they like a reboot type of a moment, reboot, or? but without recasting. Even though they ended up recasting, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say they X-Men. did. Yeah, they did the X Men First Class, which is kind of smart because you have these big mega stars like Hugh Jackman. That's just their contracts were out there. He's like, hey, dude, I'm fucking forty years old or some shit. I don't know. I actually don't know how old he is. But like, I think I'm, you're being. I think you're being nice. Yeah, yeah maybe right. You <laughs> Hugh, never know. Hugh Jackman just likes this podcast just for that comment. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, re- retweet fucking Longwoodish Spiel, bro. Yeah, they really got their fucking. Like Fifty one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I but think no. Fifties is accurate. Oh, is that right? I'm pretty sure. Damn. I don't so know he, that. He looks I, great. I could Google it. He looks like a fucking a very young, healthy, forty year old man. But. Uh, I know he's been playing this character for, what, 15 years, 10 years? A long time. He's, like, over it. He's probably over it. I mean, so, same thing is true for the Marvel characters that are oh, uh, I, I, finishing I heard, up contracts. I heard Chris Evans is supposed to not be portraying Captain America after this is all done. Was it, was it this one? Is it? I think, is it this was his last? Like, as far as when they resolve the whole Thanos thing. And yeah, for these the... These other new Avengers start doing their own thing, like Phase 4. Right, the Phase 4 sure. of the... Yeah, I heard... Again, I just heard that he's gonna Captain America is supposed to not live, and then Falcon or Falcon is supposed to take over the shield. Or something. Yeah, either That's Falcon or uh, or I what's forget. his name? Uh, yeah, which is smart because eventually you have to get to a point where the superhero has to go. 
I mean, there's only so many times you can save the world where you start, I mean, what are you, 007? You know, like, yeah. 49. Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman is 49, is 49 everybody. So We were close. Yeah. Between Michael and I, we were like right in the middle. Yep. <laughs> Late 40s. October 12th, 1968. Right 50s. October 12th. Oh, it's going to be 50 here in just a couple months. Yeah. It's coming up, Hugh. Yeah. So. Coming up. The you're old, on it. The old, what's that, bison You're on it, Mr. Wolverine. Um, but anyways, dude. Is he so, really dead? Oh. Wolverine? No. No, he's not dead. But oh, he, the movies? In the movies, he's dead. I don't think so. But, I mean, how does that happen? Like, they showed him dead. I don't know, man. I, I, I can't imagine. Tell me, Derek. <laughs> can't imagine that's going to be a thing. But just going back <laughs> to, the, to the original point. Right, right. I went off a tangent. I think with the X-Men series, it was kind of necessary to have a reboot because so many were shitty. And with the Avengers, you're right. Not everyone's everyone's going to come back. They're going to figure out a way to make it right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of one of those... The bad guy is never in a dire situation where you think he's going to die. It's always like, oh, how is he going to get out of this one? That kind of a thing. Um, so that one might have been a little much. But for the dramatic effect, it for sure got me. Um, and to go back to the original point, Ant-Man and the Wasp, it was a nice, no spoilers. fun comedy movie that's also... Action-packed and full of cool little, um, little, uh, little Easter eggs, as I like to call them. Yeah. Um, as far as like referencing like other Marvel movies and all that other shit. Totally. And on top of that, um, coming out of the last Avengers um, Infinity War, um, super depressed emo, watch Edmund and the Wasp brings your spirits back up. Okay. And like the post-credit scene is kind of cool too. Okay. There's two of them, so when you watch them, stay for both. Okay, we'll do. Yeah, we'll do. But uh, it's a good movie. Uh, it's a pretty good movie. Speaking of movies, um, have I'm assuming this is going to be a yes. Uh, have you seen the new new Jurassic World? Yes. What did you think? They got to put an end to the Jurassic Park series. Oh. I was making it. You liked it. I hated it. Good. Good. Hated it. it I don't was think they not need. Good. I don't think they need to put an end to the series. They just need to never show that film ever again. It was terrible. Horrible. The the last ending. Spoiler alert. The last ending of the shot, like the last fucking thing you see, is a velociraptor running through Chatsworth, California, hiking, 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 into a res, leading to a residential area. I made the joke afterwards because they always go Jurassic World, the Fallen Kingdom. I said, what the fuck's the next one going to be called? Jurassic World, Suburban Life, or some bullshit like that. Like, <laughs> this is going to be so fucking... I'm sorry. That's where they're going, though. It's like that, that, yeah. that. It's like uh, Planet of the Apes, but it's like going to be Planet of the fucking... Yeah, of for the, sure. Of the Giant fucking... I don't know if they're going to do a war, but they're probably going to... It's not, not going to be a war like no, that, but it's but, just going to be like, how did humans? How do humans and uh, dinosaurs now coexist in contemporary thing. life? They left it to where they can literally write any fucking movie they want, because... Certain during the auction while they're auctioning off dinosaurs, they went certain different. ones got bought. Yeah, and then one of the last scenes is are, are, are these giant diesels carrying dinosaurs in the back, driving through like a fucking desert. I'm like, oh okay, where are they going? You yeah, know, there's multiple. I'm, dude, it's just it's such an open ending. It was. They dude, stop. And even sorry. even even besides the open it wasn't ending, that good. even besides the open ending, the movie itself was bullshit. Like there was, there were there were fun moments. There were some fun I moments with every, Chris Pratt. Yeah, like and this is but, a this is a cash grab movie, as I like to call it. Like they're total ca- cash, cash grab. grabbing on the name, 
Dude, on it being so marketable. The, the main dinosaur, the bad Chris dinosaur. Pratt's big name. Yeah, but it was like they didn't they didn't even allow the the main villain of the of the dinosaur to even show what it was potential, like show what it was capable of. We just saw the same thing that we usually see. Like, kind of like it was like, oh, this this like, okay, so all right. Its coolest feature was that it. It can target uh, 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 an object with the laser. With the laser, that's so probably the coolest was like, thing. So it had war implications. So and like it you, was smart enough to play dead. Yeah. With that dude that went in there to take the tooth or something. For t- way too long. Yeah. Like, why did it need to fucking like once it once the thing got in there, it didn't have to do that. Like, it why did, did you let it, it yank on almost, your tooth? Almost like it wanted, it wanted to play with them. Yeah, but like, <laughs> why did you let it yank on your tooth? Because it's trying to show that it's so intelligent and so strong. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Its teeth are so strong. That can't ego, bro. That yeah, ego. Right. No, I, I'm just saying, man. It's just Sorry, like everyone, my dog was choking in the background. He's just <laughs> coughing up. <laughs> I just want to double check to make sure everything's okay. But Mike, you were saying the ego. It was just like uh, it was just. I just thought that the that that particular. All right. So with the Indominus Rex. Uh, Good in the, name fucking drop. Thank you. I forgot the name of the fucking dinosaur. I've been thinking about it since we started this conversation. Oh, okay. Cool. I'm not going to lie. It took me a, a few minutes. <laughs> Dude, I honestly forgot the name of the dinosaur. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you appreciated it. Yeah. Uh, well, with the Indominus, dude, they actually showed, like, how smart it was. Like, they, they showed features of... I don't know. They, they made it the villain. They made... They, like, built up the character. With this particular one, they were just like, oh, it's in a cage and it's very dangerous. Like, it's part Indominus and part fucking Raptor. Uh, so, yeah, audience fucking choke that down. But it was like they never, besides that little scene where, you know, it, it took a dart. Other than that, it was like it didn't really, didn't really show much. Blue fucking stood toe-to-toe with that thing, dude. And it's just fucking Raptor. So it's like that Indominus was a special sort of, like, killing machine. And to be like half that and half this, like I wanted to just see a little bit more from it. Um, and I, I don't know. You know, I I, I, I found myself more sad when I left that theater. Like the biggest emotions that I had was that of like the the biggest scene that that stood out for me was when the the uh, Brachiosaurus or the Brontosaurus is walking down the dock. Oh, that was sad. That was super sad, right? And then when the volcano's going off, yeah. it's crying out. And it's like, oh, and it's that like it's holding on to life just yeah. by walking down that the dock. That was definitely sad. For sure, that was a, a, a tearjerker. My thing, my issue with it is they left such a wide open ending that I don't think the writers of the film really knew where they were going. You know, <laughs> they, they it, it was it was Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World. The Lost World, yep. All over again. Yeah, with just bringing bringing the dinosaurs back. Yeah, into... let's bring the dinosaurs back and mm-hmm. then sell them or do some it was like sort a of subtle government twist. military kind of a thing, which I think was what season or Jurassic Park. I almost said but season it was, two. But it was all Jurassic about Jurassic Park Two was all about ex- like like you said, it was a, a carbon copy of it Lost was. World. Where like it was. we're we're gonna go yeah. to this island but, yeah. and bring. Uh, uh, you know these selected dinosaurs mm-hmm. back to society. Exactly, but my again, but my issue wasn't. It was yeah that was a carbon copy, but it's that they led this movie or this story to an opening that was too wide. Like, like, too wide, yeah. Like there's know. there are too many different options, and it makes me feel as if they didn't really have an idea. They're just like, oh, okay, they want to. The studio is giving us a shit ton of money to write a story. About what happened after uh, the Fallen Kingdom, or uh, the the whatever the 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 one before this newest one was called, and they came up with the Fallen Kingdom, which is what it was called. Right. And 
I'm like, dude, really? Like, this is the best. First off, it's carbon copy. Second off, you left it so wide open that these motherfuckers could literally do anything. It's almost, it's like turning into one of those hangover movies, you know, like Hangover 3. And it's like, dude, really? This is not even funny anymore. You know, yeah, Saul. Oh, uh, Saul, Saul 19. Saul 19 is <laughs> terrible. Um, fucking The Fast and the Furious. I'm like, oh my god, man, like, we're getting too far out of the story. Uh, we're getting too far out of the realm of. Of, of, of me being able to, to suspend my disbelief and really sit back and enjoy a movie about a bunch of dinosaurs and some people trying to survive this crazy yeah. little experience with them, you know? Everyone's been with the kid, and I'm okay with that, even though I'm like, really, you're still going to bring a kid to a fucking island? Like, come on. Like, like how many... Come on. How many? It's 2018. Like, nobody's allowing that anymore. Like, that's just... Like, you get arrested for fucking child yeah. abuse. Or, yeah. You know, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's... Yeah, the, the newest one was a little different. Because the newest one had a bunch of... It had a couple characters that weren't that strong, that were goofy. Like, that one scientist kid. Right. Uh, but it led to the house... Were the granddaughter, not the granddaughter, the actual clone of the daughter of the guy that was funding the entire operation was staying at. And, like, that was, I kind of saw that coming, you know, because the guy was so secretive on never showing her the mom and this and that. And he just, the mom? I'm, not, I'm not saying I called it, but once I saw the picture, I was like, oh, okay, that's them telling us that she's actually the clone. But before that, I knew there was something up. Like, there's definitely something that just wasn't I normal. Thought, I thought I, he was I, banging the maid. Okay, I can see that. I thought that initially. I thought, originally I thought he killed the daughter. Like, he did something that killed the daughter, so he has so much guilt. That he cloned? That, no, not, not, not the clone. This is before I realized she was a clone. No, no, so. that he killed the daughter, so then he, he made a clone of her. No, that he killed the daughter, therefore he doesn't want to show her pictures of his mom. Of her mom. Because oh. at that point, I didn't know she was a clone. I thought she was legitimately the daughter of his daughter. Right. You know, which is his granddaughter, right? Right. For those of you that are listening, they don't actually know. Now I get it. Yeah, okay, cool. So, um, but then I found out she was a clone. Then I realized, oh, okay, cool. So I kind of had a different explanation on why he didn't want to show her certain pictures. I just thought, which is kind of neat. It was kind of cool. Like, oh, okay, it's actually a clone. He's experimenting now with people. So who's to say they don't clone the original person of so-and-so or... I don't know, like that. It's just too much of an open ending with the cloning. Oh, now we're cloning people. Now, not just dinosaurs that we're bringing back from extinction. Like Tupac's coming back, everybody. Yeah, right. Like now, now you're gonna bring on all these other. I don't know, man. Like it was just too much. It was just there's too many open possibilities that it just really felt like they're waiting for the next group of writers to come up and cash in a big paycheck and write another chapter about these dinosaurs living in a suburban life. Like, is well, this I mean, going to turn it into that fucking TV show, The Dinosaurs? Do you remember that shit I on fucking... I do fucking, remember. I'm the yeah. baby. I'm the baby. Me. Yeah, exactly. Like, is this what this shit's going to turn into? We have a bunch of fucking dinosaurs Talking dinosaurs and yeah, shit? Yeah, like, come on, man. Like, dude, enough is enough. I mean, the 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 Megalodon or whatever, or that, that big-ass fucking dinosaur that was in, in the water that was about to take out the surfer at the end of the movie, oh, yeah, too. yeah, that was actually kind of cool. That was cool, but it was like, you, you show that in the in the trailers, but then, like, all that is it's is just, like, part of the aftermath, and yeah, it's like... It's like, oh, they're everywhere now. It's it's like this that that dinosaur got released in the opening scene, right? Uh-huh. Uh, that big ass thing. And we so don't see him again until the end. Until scene? the very fucking end, it's like we didn't need we don't need any of these other dinosaurs to have been released. That was enough. That's a movie in itself. Just that yeah. one dinosaur being released yeah. and, tor- and taking over the ocean. Yeah, like, dude. I mean, you're talking about you're saying that as the movie Megalodon with Jason Statham just released right. two weeks ago. Yeah, they and it's about a prehistoric shark. Coming back from what we thought was extinction, 
and it's fucking terrorizing everyone. So it's Jaws on steroids, pretty much. <laughs> it's like Jurassic on World. HGH. Like got wind that the Meg was being made, and they're like, "We're gonna steal a little yeah, of that." Yeah, thing. right. Yeah, right. It's like listen. Oh, we're it's actually go ahead and jump a, on that. That's a good plot point. Actually, yeah, we're right. gonna put that in the beginning and the end of our movie. Right. Yeah. It's like we don't want to put it out right away, so we're gonna leave it at an open ending. Yeah. It's, so we know. can write another movie about it mm-hmm. four years after De- Megalodon is now forgotten. Exactly. Depending yeah. on how yeah. that is received in the another, uh, box office. Another great point to my original fucking issue with the movie is that the open ending is just too broad. It's just there's too many. They don't have an ending for it, which I think at this point. It's a cash grab. So, as a businessman, I get it. I get what the studios are doing. Hey, we keep making hundreds of millions of dollars off of making these movies that cost us $250 million. And we make close to a billion by the end of it. With yeah. merchandise, with DVD sales, with, with, with marketing, with advertisement. I just think We're that it's... making an, some fucking money back. That's very true. So... I- I get why they're doing it, but I just think with it. with this such this, a good story. Stop. It's just, <laughs> it's just it kind of bothers me too with Hollywood, where it's like the same thing with Planet of the Apes. Uh, the, Did you have an issue with the, the newest one? I, I just have an issue with the concept that like where we are at today in society, it, like it's conceivable that uh, animals could like take over, mm-hmm. uh, even even dinosaurs. You, that meg, that fucking big ass fucking thing, dude. We torpedo the fuck out of that thing, dude. Like, it oh yeah, wouldn't, it, be, yeah, it yeah. wouldn't even be a thing. Not even a torpedo. We fucking fly a jet, drop a bomb as it flies by it. Bomb, yeah, yeah. There's, there's too many. There's too many ways for us to kill it. That, that raptor. Yeah. Okay, dr- have you met a drone? Have you have you seen yeah. a fucking drone strike, bro? <laughs> have you seen that shit? Do you know we have infrared heat, cameras, heat sinking yeah. missiles and shit, yeah. bro? Dude. You think that you think Not that he's like you okay? Think you can run fast and smell fumes that are flammable and jump out of a room as it ignites. You think which no. is what Blue did in that movie? Right. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was also pretty badass. That was actually pretty badass. But but can it really do that? But is that it, a is natural gonna, smell that it smells in the wild? Is it going to be able to take no. that drone strike, bro, from fucking 100 yards out in the air? Like, it's not going to know. It's yeah. going to fucking, it's going to take a fucking AR-15 sniper to the head, dude. It's true. It's gone. True. You know what I mean? Like Noah's Ark of dinosaurs is not going to be enough to fucking to take over our society, Very dude. True. So it's like the fact that like that's what they're sh- like to me. What they're trying to show is like, oh, so this is what the she released all the dinosaurs into the world, and you know, five years down the line, they all fucked, and now it's yeah. a Jurassic world, bro. And like they've taken over. You know, yeah. like I just I can't fucking buy it, dude. Yeah. It's like no, we would have. They wouldn't even. They can't even take over Texas. Like. Mm. It wouldn't happen. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. And the the Planet of the Apes thing too is just the same thing. It's like I don't know, no. Sorry. <laughs> well, the thing about the Planet of the Apes, it wasn't just the apes. It was that there was like a virus oh, there was the virus went, one yeah, virus that true. went out that killed off a lot of people. That's true. So it dwindled our numbers down. That, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes more sense. It, it makes more sense, but. Do you still does <laughs> do you that, does that change a, your opinion? There's gonna like, be like a, a raptor virus that now gets released. <laughs> and they do the same fucking thing. Holy shit, dude! If there is, you, you heard, heard it. it here first. You heard it here first, folks. Dude, that's hysterical. Maybe you never know. You never know, man. That's oh, fucking dude. crazy. There might be a, a virus, or who knows? Fucking they Hollywood. might end up deciding that you know what this movie wasn't as profitable <laughs> as we originally thought, so we're yeah. just gonna leave it. I wanted we're to gonna wash our hands clean of the Jurassic Park franchise. I wanted They'll to broadcast that, about that. I don't think they should. They, I think this will. was definitely the worst 
of, of the whole series, in my For opinion. For sure. And you know what, man? I just want to say really quick, um, I know I'm talking a lot of shit about this movie, <laughs> but I still enjoyed it. <laughs> it, was worth, it was definitely uh, yeah, it was, it was a good was day fun. off. Yeah. It was fun. Um, and I'll, I will also say, uh, the guy that's given me, I am giving you my opinion based off of um, my overall opinion of the entire series, and I'm also a guy that loves watching old school kung fu films and westerns, which all are pretty hysterical to watch as well. Uh, so please take my opinion with a grain of salt. But I still believe that they should either a get better writers for this they, fucking they franchise, need, need a lot or better. do one more film, close off all ties, and then wash your Dude, hands clean with it. Even even like the co-cast, the the, the, the supporting actors in this were just like it was just like cringeworthy. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in the in the last one, it, there was like oh some fun moments where yeah. it was like the guy was trying to hit on the girl and she was like oh yeah. I, I have a boyfriend and he, he's like oh well you never talk about him. So yeah. I thought it was a fair game and she's That's, like yeah because yeah. it's the workplace and we're professional. Yeah. You know, just I don't know. I get you, man. Just, also, man, like they have a paleontologist doctor that happens to know how to treat a raptor with a gunshot wound. And she happens to read when the lungs are collapsing and how his fucking bleed. I'm and like, she, what? And she knows, and she knows it in the, in the field. Oh, I can do this. I can save his life, but I need to do a blood transfusion. But it yeah. has to be with a carnivore. Yeah, because <laughs> like, it's blood type. Like, where are you getting your facts? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, what is... Okay. If you kill me, then I'm going to let your raptor die. Well, I'm going to let you know if the raptor dies, you die with him. I'm like, because oh, I didn't see like, that one coming. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't see that bargaining chip coming. <laughs> Come on, Yeah, does dude. she not get leverage here? What the fuck? Oh, uh, goodness. Jesus. Uh, well, there was a, a couple of moments, right? There were so many moments that I was just like, this is so yeah. bad. Yeah. Oh, man. Either way, man. But it was entertaining. It was there entertaining. was also entertaining moments. It was fun. You know. Yeah. It was fun. But... Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Michael and I did not decide to start this podcast today to rip apart, <laughs> rip apart uh, Jurassic Park, Just the Fallen Kingdom, or Luke Cage. Even though you missed most of that, um, uh, we had a real lot. Uh, we believe actually, me when I say we had a lot of good points on Luke Cage. We did a lot of ah, fuck. Dude, uh, we, nah, good points. Good. good points about it being a bad show as well. Like yes. it was a good show, but it also yeah. had some holes. Yeah. Uh, maybe we're just critical. I think we just have high standards so maybe fair. yeah fair yeah it's like we, we just, know we what just, you're capable of there's so some, yeah exactly good. we'll give credit if it's a good product very true very true but uh, uh so the main reason why we decided to podcast today is because michael and i decided to uh share our experience with um a little spirit drug that yeah. is called dmt that we both partaked it's weird i don't even want to call it a drug because now people are gonna have That's this true. connotation i could see that it was a, it was a spiritual experience that ha- was true. chemically I like induced think, i like to think that people nowadays that think that are just not informed so let us teach oh, them the that way was, that was very nice of you yeah was, well, let's just let's just teach them the way so it's not just a drug as if some tylenol or advil that's made in a lab. It really is a natural drug that we produce in our own bodies. Uh, usually, DMT is produced when um, uh, when you're born. There's levels of, t- of, of DMT in, in the infant, and also uh, when you die, which your body releases DMT as you're dying, and it's supposed to be as a form, a natural form of like a coping mechanism. Like your body's releasing it, and you, it's supposed to help you become. 
just become at peace as you're passing away, which is why they call it the spirit drug. Because a lot of a lot of people that have experienced dying and then being revived from death, you know, heart stopping and all that other stuff, they always say that there was this calming, this, this calming, this calming sensation. They saw lights, what they claim to be is heaven or the the heavens or God. Um, a lot of that can be, I'm not saying is for those of you spiritual people and religious people out there, but a lot of what they're saying can be explained by the drug that is DMT that is released in their body as they're passing away, which is producing their pineal gland, which I believe is located in the frontal cortex, like the front part of the brain. I'm Could not 100% on that, but that's where my experience uh, led me to. That's what they call the third eye because it's supposed to be like right up here. Like, yeah, like right. Yeah, like right, right on the forehead area. But again, uh, spirit drug... Um, uh, people that are a lot smarter than Michael and I uh, decided to figure out a way to uh, make this drug in a very using all natural ingredients, um, proven true, and we decided to uh, smoke it. Yep. And not only us, but like all everybody that was at our yeah. friend's birthday party. Yeah. Like so, it was like a whole. It was like yeah. ten of us. Yeah. We won't say whose birthday or who was there. Oh, good, because I'm glad you mentioned that, because I was about to spill the beans. Let every, put everyone on blast. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I hope your uh, job's listening. Yeah, right? And if not, let me repeat his full name. Full name and social. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so, yeah, so it was a friend's birthday, um, and another close friend of ours <laughs> was visiting from out of town, <laughs> and this person is... The individual that I was referring to about making this, synthesizing this drug DMT, which is in, in all plants. Right. There's every single plant from a rose bush to a, every single blade of grass. Um, DMT is present in their uh, in their in their chemistry. So um, this is 100% a natural drug. Like I said before, your body produces it. So whenever you ingest it by smoking it. Your body knows how to break it down and how to filter it out, which is why it's a very short drug. It's about 10 to 15 minutes long as far as your trip goes. So our friend figured out a way to make this, and he uh, got a device that you can smoke it out of very conveniently. Kind of like a vape pen style. Kind of like a vape pen, like any one of those commercial e-cigarettes. Yeah. And uh, you inhale it. And it shows you the world. And it wasn't even like like Galaxy. you inhale it. Yeah. The way that it was is like uh, our our buddy who made it would take one person at a time. Uh, like everybody was in the backyard, but he would take one person at a time over to the grass area, put them on a blanket, and then they would start start hitting the pen. It would be uh, eight seconds of a rip. You, you rip the pen for eight seconds, and then you hold it in for twenty. As soon as you exhale, uh, at, you know, on the 20th second, then immediately you go back into the next rip. And you rinse and repeat three times. Uh, and then on the third one, you're just to the fucking, yeah. Then you kind of like, different people do, did different things, I noticed. Because I went last. Uh, but certain people like kind of like stayed like sitting upright, like almost Indian style. Whereas other people just like kind of like coasted back and leaned back and like faded into uh, uh, their trip. But uh, it was a real interesting experience seeing, like, every person um, smoke it and then, like, go into a different dimension. Like, literally 
have an out of body type of experience like in their own right everybody like it almost made me nervous like I didn't want to like I was like oh I'm gonna fucking do this but the whole time in my head I was like you're not doing this you're gonna figure out a way to not do this uh, I was nervous dude I was nervous to all fucking end dude I com- yeah I-, I thought that it was gonna cause I had a bad experience with mushrooms so when I think of hallucinogens I kind of associate it with that and uh, yeah I was just nervous as to what was gonna be unveiled to me mm-hmm. but um, yeah it was pretty fucking awesome I thought it, I mean it was a lot of fun and uh, you know what man you're right as far as the um the experience of the unknown, like going into that, it's fucking tough. Yeah. You know, you don't know what to expect. I mean, whoever is listening to this podcast right now, if you don't at least have one moment in life where you were very nervous about doing that, not necessarily that drug or smoking it, but anything in life that makes you nervous because there's just a fear of the unknown, then you weren't taking enough risks. You know, like you're really not. So DMT... It was a risk. It wasn't a risk in the sense that I thought I was going to come out, I don't know, sick or addicted or anything like that. Because that's just, that's not, it's non-habit forming. Um, but it's just, it was definitely something that going into it, I wasn't sure what I was going to see or feel. More so feel. Because like seeing is one thing that I really believe in the back of my mind. I still have that conscious voice that's telling me, you're just tripping Everything's okay. Whatever you see, it's not real, you know? Right. But feeling, like the emotion, like I've had that bad trip. I've taken shrooms and I've had that trip where I'm not happy and I'm not in the place I want to be and uh, and I feel very um, afraid or paranoid is a better way because I was never afraid. It was more paranoia. That's not fun because that's really hard to shake that feeling Yeah. because that overwhelms everything else. But seeing something, that wasn't really what I was afraid of. I was just afraid of like the thought of am I going to feel like paranoid or afraid or am I going to regret this or am I going to hit it immediately and realize – I don't like where this is going, you know. I mean, I that's well, really I th- hard I think, to shake. It's really think, hard to shake. I think the underlying thing is the like uh, control. So control is one thing for sure. For me, it was like I don't want to relinquish my control mm-hmm. over my surroundings, over my body, yeah. over my consciousness. Yeah. And relinquishing that power to a drug, mm-hmm. especially when you don't know where that drug is going to take you. Yeah. Like that was the like relinquishing control of of the vehicle, so to speak, of of my brain, uh, was especially seeing like it happened. Like every other person that went lost you know like they went to another place mm-hmm. they were in, in certain aspects uh, so for me I was like I'm definitely about to lose control I'm about to go to another place I'm about to you know what I mean like that sort of like uh, you know it's hard to give somebody the keys to your car let alone the fucking keys to your brain mm-hmm. so uh, that was the part where I was like I'm not giving control over my thought process to this mm-hmm. fucking chemical that I don't know where it's going to take me Yeah, but I mean I saw so many of my close friends have, you know, for the most part, positive experiences, and peer pressure also kind of played a part. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I wasn't planning on relinquishing control, and I was trying to figure out a way, like any sort of rationale, to not do it. Like all it would have taken was one person in that backyard to have not to have been like, no, 
you know what, this just isn't for me. I'm not doing it tonight. I'll, I'll try it another time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I would have fucking jumped on that fucking roller coaster, dude. I would have been like, yep, me too. I'm out. <laughs> Uh, That's a good point. I gotta get up early yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, exactly, dude. I gotta drive, dude. I gotta fucking drive. Uh, but I would have my my brain and my my subconscious was was holding on to that sort of control. Yeah, that controls what you can cause, uh, what you would call as ego. Yeah, I think so for sure. Yeah, I think one thing about control and just wanting to be always one calling the shots is that is. Is that ego side of you that's not comfortable not having both hands on the wheel. Um, that trip, that bad trip that I mentioned earlier, that was one. I mean, again, that was years ago, brother. I was probably 24, 25. I'm turning 31 here in a couple of months, in a couple of months, in a couple of weeks. Hmm. Um, so that's, you know, it's been some time. So in that, in, in those five years, I've had a lot of time to really reflect on that. And I've, I've solved this riddle long ago, but. In that time, man, I was really in a bad place. I um, I wasn't okay with not having control, or the ego was like very present in me. And I'm not saying that moment is where my ego started to die, but that was definitely the moment where having ego is a good thing, I believe, because um, you kind of want to have your own pride, your own sense of principle, and um, that sense of motivation, I guess. The ego does help out in that. And in a lot of ways, but I don't think ego should have full control of everything that you do in life. So that was that was the moment where my ego started to die. But that was the moment where my ego started to not be the main influencer in my life. You know, like that's where I it like it note I noticed it. I was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. My biggest problem wasn't that I was tripping balls, but it was that. I, was, I didn't want to allow myself to trip balls, you know? I didn't want to allow myself... I wasn't comfortable with not being in charge. And whenever you're not comfortable doing something, then you should definitely do that more often because that's something... Especially if it's something that you want to get better at. Right. You know, for whatever reason. I mean, if you want to get better... Whatever. It doesn't matter. But, yeah, I wanted to just become more comfortable with not being in charge and just allowing this beautiful... Because there was nothing about it that was scary. No, there I mean no scariness. It's really and just not just committing to it. Too. Like well, there's nothing. Shroom, I was, shrooms I was, can show you though if you're having a like you said if you're not in a good place like it yeah, can be and that, it can that invoke was, some stuff. I think DMT could do the same thing. You know, I think right now you're probably in a good place to where you the thing was, didn't have the, a bad trip. The thing was is I kind of wasn't. Uh-huh. Like I'm still holding on. Like uh, like don't get me wrong. Finance. Like there's one aspect that's better for me uh-huh. in life right now, which is like financial. Okay. But you know what I mean. Uh, there's still a lot of core issues, dude, that I was like holding on to. Um, you know, not only like was I fine. I'm financially in the good place, but it's due to the fact that I'm living in a new spot, which is just new and unfamiliar, and I'm dealing with things of that nature, trying to build new relationships and whatnot. But it's like, you know, uh, issues with my dad, you know what I mean, that I'm still harboring or, um, you know, still haven't gone on a date since, you know, my last relationship for, you know, two and a half years. Um, or, you know, just, just any any sort of little thing like that that I felt like I was kind of like holding on to some baggage. Um, so where I was nervous going into that trip, like yeah. I was... I, you know, maybe on the surface was smiling and stuff, but I mean, everybody has their internal thoughts, bro, where yeah. they they have bad yeah. shit going on, right? Uh-huh. So I was no different going into this trip, where I was like, "Oh shit, I think I'm in a bad place." I remember yeah. that. I remember that 
uh, shroom experience that I had and yeah. like that was bad is this going to be the same thing so I was definitely anxious going into the experience so yeah. I was I think just uh, the hardest part of the whole trip was just committing to it yeah and like actually I, I could see that you know putting yourself on the blanket Commitment part yeah I could definitely see that man for sure yeah I um just going back to the ego thing really quick um when, when, when I had that bad trip with the ego I started to realize that but now I think I've had uh, like three streaming experiences since that bad one. Yeah. And it's been about six years now, so that just goes. I don't think shrooming should be something you do too often. I really think in moderation, and not just a small dose, but like a, a dose that's that is enough for your body. You know, because I almost, uh, you know, I, I don't need very much. Like an eighth isn't all I need. Some guys can take double, or triple that. But, um, but the point that I'm making is that um, since then, I've had much better experiences with it. The last one was probably one of the best ones, and it's when we all did it together. And I had the most fun in that experience. But there was a moment during that where I felt my body leaning towards that negative paranoia feeling. Yeah. Where I thought, I don't know if I can handle this. You know, like this might be too much for me. And... Um, so what I'm saying is like maybe at this point you have like a mental fortitude is kind of how I chalked my experience up where I was able to talk myself from being um, scared yeah. of it. And it's, it's right before the takeoff. And you know you know the takeoff I'm talking about. Oh, there, yeah. There's a, there's a there, moment. There's a countdown. And Realize. it's not from 10. It's from oh, I have a few minutes here. Of moments. I don't know about minutes. Yeah, okay. That's fair too. It depends minutes on, is... Yeah. I, I think... What, what I experienced was I had some time to really figure out I'm about to take off here in a second. So I felt like a couple minutes, but it could have oh, been a few for, minutes. Okay, because it, 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 was, was... it was close, though. It was so close. Because it was when we were coming down the hill. And it's you know, uh, you, uh, remember when you would pass through that. Um, so, la- ladies and gentlemen, uh, the last time I shroomed was actually during my birthday. I made tea for everyone. We went, we went on this hiking adventure that, uh, that Michael and I would, would go on. All the time, so we have this place probably memorized. Like you probably oh, yeah. picture every rock, absolutely, leading up to the doghouse, which was the, um, the 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 peak of the mountain where we we, we nicknamed the doghouse. The doghouse, yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, I want to take credit for that one. Yeah, uh, I think be- Michael did come up with that because I was like, oh, this is where I'm going to come sleep when Kristen's pissed at me. Yeah, there you go. I want to be in the doghouse. <laughs> I think you're absolutely. 100% no, that's, that's all uh, that. yeah. That's, that's what happened. That's what happened. That's it what happened. The very first time we hiked out there, yeah. and I was like, oh, cool. Look, there's a indoor place here. Cool, I can sleep out here if I'm in trouble. If I'm ever in the doghouse. <laughs> that's fucking that's, hysterical, that's, man. That's, that's what it became. Yeah. So um, I started to feel it right as we were coming down that first initial zigzag trail. And we were cra- crossing that little that little canal bed where yeah, you would, you would rip, cross and then yeah. you would go up. And you start climbing up the second part of the yeah, hill. Yeah, like river That's area. It was right as we came down where I started to feel it. Yeah. And as we started to go up the hills where my legs started to kind of really... My, yeah. my, my motor function was just off. That's, so that's when I threw so up. So I felt like that was... I threw up as well. Yeah. So in that moment, though, I was able to talk myself down. I was able to tell myself, hey, dude, you're okay. Don't worry about it. You've been through this before. You're not going to fucking trip balls. I mean, you're going to trip balls. But it's not, not going to be negative, though. It's not going to be negative. You're not going to have any paranoia. I was it's like, they fun. lied to you. Yeah, right? No, seriously. Um, but I, I still had that moment of panic, but I was able to completely brush that aside. So I'm thinking maybe you had something similar. When you hit the pen and you didn't with the have... With the DMT. With the DMT. And you didn't have that 
you still have the same uh, thoughts of, of tripping out because of your bad experience. Right. But if there ever, I mean, was there a moment where you felt like you were going to trip trip out and then there was go a, down Negativeville? But there you, was a you moment. Out? I would say uh, after the second hit that I that I did um, because when I again I went last. Okay. Because yeah. I was very. I wish I would have been there for it, man. I didn't know you were gonna do it. And I wasn't that sure. Time, it was so late. It was yeah, like I wasn't two sure. In the morning. I mean, yeah, it, it was, was late. So late. It was fucking late. It was late. But uh, I mean, I, I saw everybody else go. Fucking two in the morning. I smoked it at like two forty in the fucking morning, dude. I drove home after that. Right after that. <laughs> Just about, dude. Like pretty close. <laughs> like fucking, like twenty five, thirty five, forty minutes after, dude. Oh man! So right. I, yeah, I went. And, yeah, <laughs> it's fucking trip, dude. I, I don't know how I did it, but uh, so I knew though after the, uh, which kind of ties into my trip, dude. Okay. Uh, I we, saw. We have to talk about that. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, I, I saw everybody else going, and for the most part. Like I said, you have to rip it for eight seconds and then hold it for 20. Which was a little much for me. It's hard. It was a little much for me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and everybody was having a hard time with that. And so uh, when I when I saw that happening, I go, oh, shit. Like, this is like, um, this is going to be, this is strong stuff or whatever. Or like, I just wasn't sure how I was going to approach it or how it was going to react to me. I know that I, I smoke all the time. So I thought that I was going to be able to hold it, which in my head was like, oh, I'm going to get really fucked up, like, comparatively. When, I'm going to tie this back in, I promise, listeners. <laughs> so most people on their first hit, uh, like, four to five seconds in, were, like, either, you know, subtly coughing or, or weren't able to keep going past, you know, six or seven. Or when they were hitting it for eight seconds they could only hold it in for like 10 to 12 seconds right uh and i i i found that to be true for just about everybody uh which no nothing i'm not it just is what it is uh, but when i got to my second hit and i ripped it for the full eight to like eight and a half nine seconds and i'm like sitting there like waiting for that i'm like waiting for that moment where i'm about to like cough and it never came and i'm sitting there just like holding and i held it in for 20 seconds again and i released and I guess what I'm trying to say is that after the second hit, I felt this sort of empowerment where, like, the DMT was starting to fucking play with my ego a little bit. Trying to grab a hold of you? It was. It was starting to. But at okay. the same time, like, I also just felt this overwhelming, like, sense of capableness. And uh, I did the third hit. And and I was still kind of in that leery moment, like and I, things were starting to kind of get a little fucking fuzzy on me. And I, I held that for 20 seconds, and then I was like, dude, I should probably be on my ass by now, like based on everything else. Like I should be just fucking gone. But I I blew it out, and then I was like, okay, so I'm gonna start to lay back now. And then uh, our friend, I almost said his name, goes, good call. One more time, one more time. Hit it again. Hit it again. Hit it yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. And I just go, oh shit! I guess I have to, and like I rip it the fourth time, and and that's the moment where I was like, I could have gone to that nervousness, like that's where I thought that I would, 
like I had the, the momentary thought that like passed through my brain it was like you shouldn't do this that's the fourth one bro yeah. like you're gonna get too fucked up don't forget you're yeah. scared but then like <laughs> don't forget you're scared like yeah dude subtly though that's <laughs> like that was the thought process that's great, dude. no that's good that's very honest and yeah but then like this other side of me just came in and maybe it was a DMT or maybe the ego or whatever it was but it was just like yeah dude you're fucking capable you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I can't, I can't state that enough. It was like, you are capable of this, mm-hmm. and you're capable of anything. And you're the mo- like, this is gonna sound egotistical again, but I'm like, you're the most capable motherfucker in this goddamn place. Mm-hmm. And like, so I was like, cool. I ripped it again, dude. And I like, I went back into the zone. And uh, did you end up laying back down? I laid down. Laid oh down? yeah, I laid down. Uh, our friend. Uh, I felt Guided was guiding down. me. I don't know if he did, but like I felt that he was. I think he did. I think I he probably he did. did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. But uh, if he it, ripped it four times. He was probably like, I need help. Yeah, he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. are you okay, bro? Yeah. <laughs> it was just a goof, bro. Yeah. Who hit it? Who hits it four times? I think you're actually gonna hit it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, but I remember it kind of like it kind of faded to black, got tingly. And then it, uh, I would describe it as almost like a kaleidoscope of, uh, okay. of yeah. lights uh-huh. that were forming, but like very organized. I see. And it was in this like triangle sort of pattern, like. But it was it was kind of like lightning, and it was in this black screen. But these like white, this lightning was forming these different triangle formations. That was just beautiful, and. Uh, it, it almost like, and as the things were forming, it kind of felt like, I guess, baggage was being eliminated or either connections were being made, so to speak. But, like, like I was understanding things as it, as it was happening. And the entire time I was on the trip, too, I was thinking, be aware, try to retain this trip because everybody that came out of their trip was like, I can't explain it. I just can't. Yeah, it was hard, wasn't it? It, it is, it's and it so still hard. is. It's really hard to put that into work. And it's like, I think a kaleidoscope is pretty cool. As far as letting everyone, I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone should know what a kaleidoscope is, right? It's that thing that you spin yeah, in yeah, your yeah. eyes and like the all the different yeah, it's, pictures yeah, sure. and it all happens. It's all randomly. symmetrical, but it's all different color, like different shapes and all that. Right. Um, yeah, like that. That's a pretty good description of some of the shapes that you see. Right. But, um, dude, there there are but a lot. Everybody's of other trip things. is different, though, yeah, right? Like for that's sure. what I've also heard. And yeah, so. no, 100. percent and um, but then again, there are some that are some of us. You end up there's seeing some, the same thing. Like yeah, some, there's some, some common like denominators some similarities to it. Into it. Totally. Um, I know. Um, I'm gonna say his name too. Ah, I saw. I, 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 I felt it. I felt it. Yeah, I was like, oh. uh, our friend <laughs> and another friend uh, both talked about seeing gestures, uh, right. seeing those gestures kind of dance around, and uh, one of which even explained it as in he was breathing pretty rapidly and the gestures were telling him to calm down and take it easy and they actually were using this hammer kind of a thing and every time they would hit him in the chest he didn't feel pain but he felt comfort and calmness and that was allowing him to take a breath so it was almost as if these gestures were forcefully making him breathe uh, slower and getting him, maybe him get him, getting him through the trip too. A little maybe bit, getting like. him through the trip, maybe helping out with the anxiety. I don't really know. But our friend, the Tell guy, the, the, yeah, right, uh, the guy behind everything, our our buddy, he described the gestures as just people that were dancing in the background, yeah. which I thought was really interesting. See, I I, I thought if I was going to have seen that. I probably would have 
had a little bit of a what the fuck is that moment. totally <laughs> and like what the fuck is that dancing like having done four four things like I thought I was gonna fucking like experience something along those lines yeah, right yeah. like I thought I was gonna be fucking I uh, thought I was for sure dude what's, what's her I, name well, Foster many, in contact I didn't have four I'm sorry what's her name in contact uh, Judy Foster is that her name uh, Jody. the actress what is jo- it Jody Foster Jody Foster yeah, Jody did I say Foster. Judy you said Judy Fucking Might be Judy. What an asshole. Pretty sure it's Jody. I'm sorry, Judy. <laughs> yeah. uh, First yeah, off, but, if you're a fan, thank you very much. Second off, we're fucking sorry. I'm fucking sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if you've seen the movie Contact, like that's the way that I kind of imagined the trip was going to be. Like it was going to take me through this like wormhole, and then I was going to be able to like go talk to some like imperial being of sorts and like figure out life. But for me, it was just like. Like, I didn't get any jesters. I didn't get any of that, which I'm not upset about. Yeah, I don't want to see them. At all. <laughs> I don't, I don't, don't, don't want to talk to them. I don't want to see them. I wouldn't mind talking to them, dude, especially based on what I, my experience on the... Like, if I could talk to yeah. them in a DMT state, uh, like, I think my... I want to have a conversation with anything willing to talk to me in a DMT state. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get a chance, though. And I actually... I, when, you, when you finish your point, I'll, I'll get on that. Well, it was... Uh, I, I don't know if I, if I have a point of finish. It, it just is... I just remember leaving the experience with just a lot of positivity. Uh, I remember telling you that like I felt like a lot of the the baggage that I might have been carrying with me um, over the last years. Like, is there anything you, you're willing to share? Uh, yeah, just uh, you know, I've got things with my father. I've got you know, like I said, the whole relationship thing yeah. Uh, yeah, with you- Kristen. It, it, it's just like I, it's been a few years since you've gone on a date. You mentioned that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not willing or ready to open up towards towards girls. Right? I don't know if I, I felt comfortable enough with myself. Like I was capable of being in a relationship. You know, some some of you girls, when you end uh, when you're out of a relationship, you say things to guys that really uh, make them fucking feel shitty about themselves. Um, so I was harboring a lot of uh, harboring is I guess is the right word. I was harboring a lot of these negative thoughts. And uh, after experiencing the DMT uh, and going to that whatever place I went to, uh, it kind of washed it all away. Like, I don't want to sound like a hippie, but like I felt very empowered after I after I did the drug. Um, I felt very capable, empowered, um, and lighter. Um, lighter as far as you were able to get rid of the baggage. Yeah, dude, just fucking yeah. just. Let it all out, dude. Just not not caring all the bullshit, and uh, That's fair. and it, it's crazy because you, you you put on a lot of bullshit in your life. Everybody does. We all put in put bullshit into our whatever it is that you carry around, and we all carry around a bunch of bullshit. And it's like, dude, the, it, it feels like I've been carrying like putting ten years worth of shit into that bag, and like one night I eliminated at least half of it. So. I'm interested in having another round of DMT, but it's not like, it's not like, so like the first time you try cocaine or ecstasy or weed or whatever your vice might be and you're like, oh, I liked that and I want to try that again and I could see myself liking that for a long time. Uh, With DMT, it's like, I liked it, Uh, I feel like I can gain some more from it. 
And I could see myself doing it like four or five more times mm-hmm. and then being like, I think I would might become the person that I like always envisioned myself. Mm-hmm. If that like if that makes sense. And it's weird that like a, a drug can maybe give me that sort of potential or hope. Yeah. It's it's weird, but it's uh I told you too, at the the end of my trip I felt uh what I associated as my pineal gland like vibrating and or like shaking or cracking or something Mm -hmm. like I felt like there was some shit that was on there that was like breaking away and uh yeah I feel like you only need to do it a few times before like your gland or your mind is just like working right and I'm I hear myself and I know I sound hippie-ish but it's yeah it's it's weird I believe it so yeah Fucking mm. the drug did it. Did, did yeah, but I mean, I, dude, as long as you get, as long as you get some sort of positive out of it, I think that's what's all. That's what's really what all that matters. I um, mean, we talked about this earlier. Even if you get negative, or you have a negative experience, or you have any kind of experience that you didn't really care for, it doesn't have to be negative. You just kind of like didn't really care for it. I think there's something to learn from that. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, I believe DMT, smoking DMT. First off. Um, just to share a couple of things with you, um, I didn't really see gestures or anything like that. What I experienced was, which, which is what I wanted to say earlier, I was connected with nature. There was something about nature, and this has happened the last. I'm counting DMT, even though this is my first time ever smoking it as a psychedelic experience. So this will mark the third or fourth time that I've had in a row that I've had. Um, a psychedelic experience and I've become so attached with nature that now I'm starting to see if there's some sort of like now I'm starting to realize or believe that there's kind of a trend like for some reason I'm very one with nature when I'm tripping because one of the times I was taking shrooms I might have told the story on the podcast before I was at uh, the Santa Monica beach sitting on the sitting right on the beach right right at the shoreline it's probably midnight and I'm tripping on shrooms. It's probably one of the most I've ever, I've ever taken. And uh, while I'm sitting there, I'm running my fingers through the beach, the, through the sand. Right. And I'm so hypersensitive that my fingers, I, on my fingertips, I can feel every grain of sand running through my hands, every single one. And then within a couple of seconds, I'm looking down and the, gra- the sand is turning into grass. And it went from me feeling every grain of sand to I'm feeling every blade of grass as I'm running my fingers through it. And then I looked around, and it was just open beach. The, the ocean was, was glowing green, like this beautiful uh-huh. green light. The sky was open. And as I'm looking around, I realized I'm the only one sitting, and there's a patch of grass growing right around me. Oh, and I'm shit, just dude. tripping balls, right? So yeah, that was probably one of my most pleasant experiences, especially being connected with nature. But going back to the DMT, as we're smoking in the backyard, there were these plants, these bushes that were right in front of us, and I. So I didn't. You hit it four times. I hit it two. Um, you did. I mean, you did it kind of hit it three times. Like there was like kind was of broken that into, first one. That first hit really was, hurt me. But it was really broken into two different hits. I say like two point five. I mean, I'll give you that. Two point five. That's fair. But um, so, so listeners, what happened was that um, I hit the pen, and I hit it thinking 
that it was like a bong. So like I'm ripping it, which I'm sure that's what Michael did too. But mm-hmm. I wasn't really equipped to just deal with that much smoke right off the bat. Did you not hit it like that, or did you hit no, it? No, I saw everybody else coughing, and like in my brain, I was like, I want to. Like I'm such a show off, dude. I'm like, I don't want to cough. I, okay. Everybody else coughed. I'm gonna try to make it through this gauntlet, dude. Like, yeah, kind of like a like how, a, how like a hot start? food challenge. But I started to rip it real slow, like. Oh, okay. As opposed to like when you hit a, a a blunt or a bong or whatever, you're more of like a, you know, like you're like really shit. getting after it. I hit it like I was trying to drink drink a very thick milkshake. Like <laughs> I'm trying to get like a thick thick milkshake where they added very little milk. Like it's just. All ice cream. A lot of ice cream. A lot of ice cream. It's like basically drinking an ice ice cream shake. Pretty much. Yeah, there you go. Waiting for that ice cream to melt. Like, I'm hitting it, and uh, (laughs) so I inhaled a lot really fast, and it was just too much for my lungs to handle. So it actually dried up my throat, and it caused me to gag, which is why I coughed. And then when I started coughing, I had to spit out some phlegm. And as I'm trying to recover off of that, it's where our friend said... Hit it again, hit it again. You know what's funny is we're, we're going to be so good about not, not naming it. And then like at the, at the, 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 the 89th minute, we're going to be like, and so-and-so. That son of a bitch living in so-and-so California. Yeah, you're good about that too. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, so I kind of want to ruin it now. <laughs> Just to, <laughs> Just to fucking make it funny. Oh, oh, I'm not going okay. to. I'm not going to. Oh, that's funny. I if might. it ends up happening organically, then it's all that's the fair. But I'm not yeah. gonna be an asshole. But um, so I yeah, might. so so and so said, hit it again, hit it again, and that's when I went, went the second time, and um, that's actually where I felt a little bit better because I realized I gotta fucking hit this shit slow. Started you know dragging it pretty slowly, and as I'm hitting it, uh, the plants that I referred to earlier, they started to uh, the blades of the plants started to spin, like. Oh shit! Yeah, clockwise and counterclockwise. Like each one was like just kind of like propellers and shit. Kind of like propellers, yes. But again, clockwise and counterclockwise. Oh, so yeah. And as as I'm as I'm hitting it the second time, I'm just thinking to myself, "Holy shit, that's not supposed to happen, right?" And then I realize, "Oh yeah, I'm smoking DMT." Now I'm starting to see the effects. Like they're starting to slowly creep up. And then I'm holding it in for um, eight seconds. Is what? Twenty. Twenty, 20 seconds. You, you rip it. You rip it for eight. You hold it for twenty. Oh shit! You're right. Yeah. So I'm holding. I'm trying to hold it for twenty seconds. I let it out probably just before ten because that's just too much. Let it out. And as I'm letting it out, our friend decides, "Yo, hit it again." I'm hitting it again for the second time or two point five, whatever you want to call it. And as I'm hitting it, I only get to five. You're supposed to hit it for eight seconds, right? right. I get. I get to five. I can't hold it any longer. I start coughing it out. I give this person the pen. They help me lean back. But as I'm giving him the pen, the these plants, not only are the, the, the leaves still spinning, but they've now grown above me. Like they're actually higher than where I'm sitting. And I'm not there's no fear, there's no there's there's no negative thought at all. It was just more so in awe of this beauty. It just I was like, holy shit, these plants just grew right right in front of me that was pretty awesome so they're growing in front of me i lean back and then i'm gone i'm gone i'm not i have no arms i have no legs there's no floor behind me i'm just floating in space just your mind like and then the one thing that a lot of people were talking about is um a lot of people see a door of some sort there's a name for it i forget exactly what it's called um some people have 
different experiences, but most of them have something to do with like a door or an entranceway or something like that. Um, a lot of people have said that that's the entranceway to the conscious mind. Other people have said oh, wow. that that's like a, the the doorway to the other universe that's supposed to open you up or some shit like that. To the, it's always uh, different. To the upside down or what? Whatever, dude. Yeah, sure. If you want, yeah, right. Go hang out with Eleven. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that's a Stranger Things hey, uh, joke that we both just did. Hey, now, um, pop culture. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, so <clears throat> so I saw this door, but it wasn't as if it was a door that's, you know, to, to go into a house. The best way I can describe it, it was like it looked like a door off of a refrigerator because there was a handle. And as I grabbed the handle, I, my arm didn't grab it. It was something in my mind grabbed this handle and opened it up. And as I'm looking, it it was like I know this sounds very cliche, but the <laughs> sky went from being the sky to where it opened up, to where it was I was now in the middle of the universe, or not the middle, but I was just in open space. I was like, let's not be so egotistical, yeah, bro. right? It was all revolving it all around, around me. But honestly, it's I crazy. think that's kind of what the trip <laughs> makes you think. A little bit. A little bit, though, that. right? Because like, yeah. if that's. It's your lens, and like you're seeing these new things in this new universe, and you're like, well, yeah, this is, yeah, I am the center of, of this particular. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I'm that's not... fair. I uh, I didn't feel as if I was the center, but I did feel a sense of just open space, like you know, you're just in a room, not in a room, but you're just in something that's just so much greater than you are. It's almost overwhelming, but it wasn't overwhelming in a bad way. It was just. Here I am, in all directions that I'm looking, it's just open stars, beautiful open sky, and um, and yeah, man, like there was no, but there was no physical form, there was no body, and I didn't, I don't remember actually walking through the door, it's as I'm opening the door, everything just opened up around me, so I don't, I really felt like my conscious mind left my body. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's my interpretation yeah. of it. I feel as if my conscious mind left my body. And I was in a different dimension or just a different place. And I was in a place that felt very peaceful and it felt familiar. But I didn't feel alone. I felt like something was talk- watching me. Yeah. I felt like there was something there, well, there we watching We were all me. watching you. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> very true. It's very true. You guys are all watching me. I feel sure. like there was somebody there, like, you know, like nine like, friends. Like a group just, of close friends. Just around, just like drinking beers, watching me. Watching me <laughs> lay in the backyard. <laughs> That's what it felt like. <laughs> very specific. A backyard. Um, yeah, oh, I... Uh, That's funny. But being in this place, I just... Uh, the reason why I said that as well is... Um, a few of the other um, uh, forms that I've read is uh, a lot of people talk about uh, and also our other buddy uh, mentioned this that night as well because I had a couple of beers and I said I'm kind of nervous because I've had a couple beers I don't know if that's going to affect my trip and then he said that which I ended up reading which ended up being true um, that uh, whatever you see there's like these if you want to think of it as a spiritual way there's these spiritual beings that only allow the sober thought the sober mind to pass through this door and then uh, they won't allow you to because it's almost a disrespectful thing to do to cross over to this other dimension but not be of sober mind to receive what the information that they're trying to give you right so sit on that for a second so yes so as I pass through this door and um, our friend that that made this stuff his brother had a trip 
where he was... Did they tell you the story? No. He was in a room, and uh, so apparently vitamin C is supposed to kind of increase the, 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 the experience. Yeah. He was... So this our friend was feeding his brother a lot of oranges that day because he knew, hey, you're going to smoke this, and I want you to get the full effect, so eat all these oranges, right? You wiry son. Yeah. He's, all right. Yeah. He's got an influence on people yeah, for sure. Yeah, he does. So... Uh, so he's feeding this guy oranges, <laughs> and it comes time to smoke the pen. Our friend's brother smokes the pen after eating, I don't know, four or five oranges. <laughs> I don't know. And he, That cannot be confirmed. Yeah, right. Nor denied. Uh, Truth. Yeah. Um, so he, he smokes his pen, and what he described as he's on this adventure, he's in this office, um... Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure we've all seen that old video where uh, you would call the, um, the the operator, and this operator was connecting one line and attaching it to another oh, line. Oh, to the uh, switchboard. Switchboard. Thank you. Yes. So what he saw was a woman working the switchboard. Yeah. Pulling out cords, plugging in cords, and doing right. this, trying to explain to him what was going on. <laughs> and he was so just out of it that he couldn't really receive what she was saying. And then in his trip, he threw up in his lap. Really? Yeah. In his trip, he threw up. And then this woman turned around and gave him the look of disgust, just of just sheer disgust, and pressed a button, and he came right back to earth, just came right out of the trip, realizing that he actually did throw up on himself and threw up all the oranges that he just ate. So Holy shit. Yeah, think about that for a second. So, I am. Yeah. Uh, fucking nuts, right? So now I'm thinking I'm in this this empty space in this room where it's just open everything and I swear I felt the feeling of somebody watching me because I knew I wasn't alone but I didn't feel afraid but I knew I was there with someone so now I'm analyzing it thinking was I just drunk enough or I had just I wasn't drunk though I wasn't drunk but did I have just enough beers to where these spiritual beings wanted to observe me to see who I was, but they didn't want to kick me out of this realm yet. Right. Because I wasn't, I wasn't causing anything. I don't know. Like I wasn't drunk enough to leave. Right. You know? like, I'm like, behaving yeah. myself. Um, yeah. But let me just see everything. Yeah. You know. And uh, but again, it's just kind of like in my thoughts. So now I want to try it completely, completely sober. Completely sober, right? Just not the first thing I do in the morning, but midday, like twelve to three, Wake where I'm bake. wide awake. Yeah. Right. DMT. Where I'm wide awake. I just had a coffee a couple hours ago, so I'm in it. I'm zoned in, ready to go, and I want to take this DMT. I want to see what that's like. I want to see if if there is anything there. I want to see if they talk to me, and if they do, I want to know what they have to say. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, if it wasn't for this particular podcast, I might be on DMT right now. Yeah. <sighs> Small Weird. trip up north. <laughs> I was. I almost because uh, Pat crashed out at. Oh, word. Where were um, My place uh-huh. last night, and uh, it's yeah. okay. He wasn't there. Yeah. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I almost did. I almost. Uh, I almost called our our other buddy and oh. uh, was like, "Hey, dude, uh, I'm gonna be taking a trip towards uh-huh. uh, your neck of the woods." Uh, he, you know. Uh, Pat reminded me of like, dude, if you had a good time, dude, you should probably just do it again. And I was uh, like, you're maybe right. Maybe I will. So I'm going to call up our buddy uh-huh. and uh, maybe make a trip. 
Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, if it wasn't uh, for this podcast, I'd probably be uh, on it right now. Oh, dude. Well, I'm kind of bummed out. You no, no, just no. Go. No, no. I want to space it out, dude. I do. Uh, do you? Because I still want to analyze what it is. Um, uh-huh. And I'm still, yeah, I'm, I'm still in a really positive place from it. So, mm. uh, again, I, I see it happening four to five times in my life uh, okay. that I do it. Uh, you, you think it'll be at least no more than five? It might even be less, dude. For, I mean, based on what I got from the first one, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I yeah. I don't. But again, I'm very egotistical, so mm-hmm. it's like. Uh, um, but yeah, um, what I got such an overwhelming feeling of capable and just like it just confirmed. It mm-hmm. just confirmed my path, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I just, I, I know that if I do it a few more, I only think it'll take a few more times for me to actually find my direction. And then mm-hmm. after that, I don't, I mean, if you're not lost, then what do you, you know? Yeah, no, for sure, man. I, but w- when you say it'd be beneficial to at least, even when you feel like you're on the right track to at least do something to see if there's anything else or maybe I, I mean if, if you're because like what if it doesn't teach you something else not necessarily on the right track as far as career or personal life goes I would say this but, I would say like if you are truly on the right path then you mm-hmm. don't need it truly like if you have your soulmate mm-hmm. if you have everything lined up yeah like but I mean if you're if anybody is truly honest with themselves no one's on the right track. Nobody is. Nobody's <laughs> yeah. got to fucking figure it out. Oh, and there, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's yeah, like yeah. every, like, so like your, your, your question in itself, like, yeah, if somebody's on the right track, then no, but like who is on the, the absolute right track. Mm-hmm. So by that standard, in my opinion, everybody could benefit from this. Yeah, no dude, I, I can see that. You know what? You, you, you have a solid point there. Um, I like to think that even when you are on the right track, if that's ever a thing, if that's even possible in this world, um, I think every now and again, it's nice just to do it because outside of just it clearing up certain cobwebs or showing you the the, the path you're supposed to be taking, I think it'd just be a nice trip, you know, especially shrooms. I think shrooms is something that could be fun in the right amount of dose, though. Right. Um, I, I, people always say do a whole eighth. I think that's ridiculous. I'm like, do, 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 do what a, you're do comfortable a with. Do a half eighth. I mean, yeah. Or, start or, start with a half eighth. If yeah. that doesn't do it, then yeah. you know. A lot of people want to see visuals. I think at a half eighth, you at least get some visuals that are on um, on inanimate objects like plants or well, I guess plant isn't an inanimate object, but that's a living thing, bro. Yeah, it's all thing, all bro. you vegans um, out there, just so, throwing that yeah, out there, okay? Uh, like can, the walls, you'll mer- see certain things on the walls. No, I'm not done with the vegans. Uh, you guys, <laughs> you guys are murderers too, okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just so you, you know, you know how many crops are devastated just to provide tofu, Your salad, and wheat, dude? and fucking uh. any grains that you decide to eat instead. You yeah. know how many ground nesting birds are ki- killed yeah. during those those harvests? Like, so you can harvest yeah. your precious lettuce? Yeah, ground nesting birds. And fucking birds. vegetables. You're talking about fucking uh, fawns, which are uh, tiny little deer. Yeah. Like, dude, there's so many, there's... Yeah, get off, get off your hundreds fucking... Hundreds. Get off your high horse. thousands of animals okay. that are died every year 
while har- while harvesting. And I'm not even for, just I'm not even just talking about the animals. You make a great point about the animals that are being killed to harvest their vegetables, but uh, plants themselves are living things too. Okay, it's true, man. Okay, I, yeah, that's 100 percent true. So yeah, okay, that's all I'm saying. When you murder all of these fucking plants, you're uh, you're you're no different. Okay, so stop judging me. All right, I'm done. Yeah, seriously. Uh, uh, we're, we're about to get a shit ton of hate mail for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Nobody emails us. Yeah, right. Fuckers. Um, I'm actually trying to look this shit up. What, what uh, shit up? That what we we're just talking about with the whole oh, vegan thing. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just too much dead air. Fuck it. God damn. On the next episode, I'll fucking have the numbers. But I know for sure it's ground nesting birds. It's fucking fawns. It's probably a bunch what of about gophers. In, what about insects? Are we think about the insects? There's actually there, there there's a giant bias when it comes to that kind of shit, man. Like insects aren't something Dude, that life, people bro, look see, at. That's, and that's we the feel, hypocrisy, we bro. Feel some sort of. Uh, that's the hypocrisy when we see them die we're like oh that's fucking no we're like yeah kill all those ants or cockroaches or unless they're like butterflies anything pretty that's what I'm saying dude it's such bullshit dude life is life alright and I know I sound like a hippie there again but you know just everybody get off your goddamn high horse okay you fucking you do the same shit just in a different way alright so fucking stop I agree man I agree 100% it's I just don't think we should draw a line in the sand. Okay, so when it comes to uh, being vegan or fucking or um, uh, uh, not vegan or, or or being biased towards insects or not, whatever the fuck we were just talking about, um, I will say this though. Just aside with the vegans for a quick second, I think um, the whole meat industry is crazy. Oh, I think touche. there's definitely some other way that we can we can go about. To feed everyone and give them what they want, um, I think having these giant meat factories is fucking sad. I really do. But do I think we've gotten to a point where this might be fucking? It might be too little, too late to start changing now. Maybe, dude. No, maybe. I, you don't no, think so? I'm not. No, I'm not gonna give up. I'm not gonna give up. I think we should smoke some DMT and think about this. Facts. Science. <laughs> We're gonna solve this problem, folks. Yeah. Tonight. But it's like. I don't know if if uh, I don't know. It's just like if you're gonna take this stance on like uh fucking life is life and you shouldn't uh, you know you you shouldn't kill things to sustain sustain your own life. It's like yes you do. Don't don't fucking like the whole plant life thing. Like it's a living organism. Yeah, I talked about this I think once on the podcast where um I, I heard this on Radio Lab. They were running a bunch of experiments on these plants, and what they ended up finding, this botanist found. Um, again, this is very new research, so there's still a lot of this whole like this. There's a there's a list of checks and balances that she has to she has to take in order to um to make this a new theory or a new or to prove it with science. Um, so she's still like in that beginning stage, but so far her studies have shown that a lot of these plants are capable of learning. They're capable of communicating. They're capable of um, of talking to one another. Right. Uh, they may not have a, a nervous system, which what we have, which is what some reason takes us out of the category of being able to feel shit. So therefore, we're we have a conscious mind and they don't just because they don't have a nervous system. Maybe they have a different nervous system. It's a different kind plants. of consciousness. Maybe, maybe, exactly. Maybe plants have a different nervous system that we aren't smart enough to really understand yet. So therefore, they feel pain, sadness, happiness, excitement, and fear in a completely different way that we do. I mean, yeah. we don't know. But this botanist was pretty much saying that, um, and again, it's on Radio Lab. 
It's one of the, it's an episode that came out maybe six or seven months ago. The name of the podcast is called "What's the Plants." Uh, um, yeah. So, um, dude, definitely watch this one. It's fucking. It's a lot of fun. Um, uh, anyway, so in this episode, she uh, does uh, the, a series of different studies on this one plant called the hibiscus plant. For those of you that don't know what this is, it's a plant that reacts to motion. So if you touch it, it leaves close as a uh, defense mechanism. And she was just pretty much running different studies to see if this plant would learn to close its leaves or if it's just an automatic programming to close its leaves every time it's, 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 uh, it's disturbed. So she would set it up in this, in this controlled environment where she would mess with the plant. The plant would close its leaves. After a certain amount of time, it realized – the plant realized that – uh, this person was no longer a threat yeah. or this action was no this longer action. this action was no longer a threat so it would not close its leaves anymore so she decided to switch things up to see if it would close its leaves for you know for those naysayers out there they're saying maybe, maybe it's just tired or maybe yeah, it just yeah, ran maybe out of energy like permanently or, never going to close yeah, its leaves exactly. again or whatever and they went right back into closing its leaves and, for a uh, different threat for a different threat and then once she re- reintroduced weeks later the original threat after a few times of closing its leaves it recognized what this threat was and it remembered that again we're as a person I am associating certain terms as in remembering and learning but that's just me trying to make sense to it for all we know this plant remembered that this was not a threat therefore it stopped performing its defense mechanism by closing its leaves right yeah and that's just one study there was another study where um this plant was um this plant's roots was growing towards a water system. Then they decided to see if these roots can learn to find water by smell or ha- or sound. So they they set it up in a way to where if its roots would grow towards one area that had no water and another area that had a recording, uh, uh, a like recording, it was an audio recording of running water, and the roots were growing towards the audio recording of the running water, showing that they actually do listen. They actually can hear. They can actually essence. hear. And then they ended up using this magnifying fucking this 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 device that can just zoom in on these roots. And what they found is that on these roots, there are a roots of plants, all plants. They're uh, they're completely filled with these tiny little hair follicles, and then these hair follicles are identical to the ones that we have in our ear canal that pick up vibrations and the sounds, which makes out words and what we're trying to say. So what you're hearing right now, ladies and gentlemen, right. isn't my voice. Whoa, is the. The, it's, the, the, it's the sound waves that I am producing by making sounds out of like by, vibrations by the your, vibrations in, in the air, and these hair follicles in your ears are picking up these vibrations and they're running it through the computer, and in this computer it's deciphering what I'm actually saying, to which you uh, you learn or you hear are words, and those words have meaning. Have meaning, yeah, exactly. But it all starts with the vibration that's in the air. And plants and have this. Plants too. have this. Plants have the exact same hair follicles that we have in our ears, yeah. but they have them throughout their root system. Yeah, remember and that the next time you have a fucking salad. Yeah, yeah, you're killing something too. Yeah, when you feel when you feel all high and mighty. Yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly. But uh, but again, I don't support. Meat factories. Neither I, do I. I. Industrial I. meat factories. I don't support it. Although I do eat it. I do too. 
I mean, I'm not gonna buy. I'm trying to go to free range, but it's just so expensive. It's expensive, dude. It's, it's why do they cheap. make it so hard to be a, so expensive to be a good person? I guess it's just I don't know. I, I thought I had an answer, but as I <laughs> I guess it's just I realize I have nothing good to why, say, though? so I'm just gonna stop. I know, dude. Tell me some thoughts, man. I don't know, bro. It's shitty, dude. It's it is shitty. shitty. It's like, oh, it's just capitalism. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I've said it before. I'll say it again. We should smoke some DMT. Think about and this. Figure this, and shit, figure this out. shit out. So yeah, man, DMT. I think everyone should try it at least once. Shrooms as well. Just try it once. I think it's something that uh, is very beneficial. Um, whether you're in a good place or bad place, I get it. Um, but don't be afraid because it does show you something that I believe you need to see. Especially the DMT. Yes, I want to do it again. I want to see if there is a voice out there that wants to talk to me or a being. I or... like what you said about that about being uh, sober and like that. This sort of being or intelligence that we don't understand yeah. might be smart enough or aware enough to be like, you fucking came into this shit fucking yeah. buzzed. Like you're not ready for this right now. Yeah, you're not even aware. Like, yeah. why am I going to show, like, why would a teacher teach an intoxicated student? It's true. You know what it's I'm saying? Way to, that's, that's a great way to put it's it. It's like, you show up to my fucking class, dude, and you're fucking drunk. Get the yeah. fuck out of my class. Yeah, you can sit there and sober up. <laughs> yeah. But... But That's you're not, not going to learn anything here. I'm yeah. not going to teach you anything. Yeah. Dude, fuck off. Fuck yeah, well, I mean, our friend, the guy that, that, that did everything, he said that he talked to something. Yeah. I mean, he. I mean, I'll, I'll tell I that story for those of you. I think he had either. beers beforehand, though. No, when, when he talked to that, well, he's when done he it. He's done it, he's done it a few times. Right. So, yeah. Right. But um, so, ladies and gentlemen, our friend, the guy that made all this possible, he had an experience where he actually talked to something, and then this voice asked him what he wanted, and then in that moment. He didn't know what to answer. And it wasn't just because he didn't know what he wanted, which that also was an issue. He didn't know exactly what, you know, what he wanted in that moment. But it was also because he wasn't sure if that voice that he was talking to was pure of heart. I think it's the best way I can put it. Like it was actually a good thing, you know, or it could have been a bad thing. He doesn't know. Right. And um, now this is weeks ago, maybe might have been a couple months at this point now, he does believe that it was actually pure of heart, and since then, he has figured out what he wants, and that's what he's kind of doing right now. So, it kind of planted that seed of yeah. what do you really want, and if you... It was the right question. Yeah. it was, a, And it's such a simple question, too. Dude, remember, I feel like uh, on the... Such the, a simple question, but yeah, it holds so a, much weight. A few times ago, where I asked, where I talked about how I pondered, like, what the fuck do I personally want? Like, what do I do for me? Do you remember that? We had this whole podcast, and I was like, I was on, I was talking about how I did cocaine at Joe's house. Yeah, I And do. how I just sat up until fucking like nine in the morning trying uh-huh. to fucking figure out what is it that I do for myself? Like, what is it that I, I remember that, that I yeah. want? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a very, it's a very powerful thing to, to get to that point, I think. Like, to truly think about, like, what you want out of this life, as opposed mm-hmm. to just like what society, tells you or you know what what you feel pressured to want yeah you know what i mean like the 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 normal things um whereas like i don't know i'm not saying that like i was asking that question for the longest time uh where and then when i did that dmt experience it kind of showed me like i'm doing what i want like i'm with friends i'm you know what i mean like I'm I'm living I have as much control over my life as I possibly can comparatively and I'm you know 
Uh, I don't want to give too much away because that's going to sound like very, very egotistical and like. Uh, I mean, just share whatever you're whatever you're comfortable sharing. Well, I guess. You know, you don't have to. Dive I guess it's that like deep. it's like your your my whole life. I kind of felt like I was going to make it, like really fucking make it, dude. Well, okay. So I was going to say, who's going to say you can't make it now? <laughs> well, that's what I'm, no, no, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, okay, I, but cool. I've always had this belief, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's there like things are gonna get better. Like when okay. I got this tattoo, believe on my chest, like it was about believing in myself, about believing in in the fact that like I'm a good person and that I do right and that I'm smart or whatever it is. It's about belief in yourself, right? Uh, and and literally believing that like I'm capable or one of the best. Like I've always been competitive and like wanted to be like Michael Jordan right I've always wanted that for myself yeah I've always wanted to be a a star of sorts um not necessarily famous but I've always just wanted to be great um I've always wanted greatness I guess and the the DMT kind of showed me like I already have it and uh I don't need to like I've always kind of been in this like thing where I was like I always found excuses to hold myself back. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I, like, when I was in that trip and after that trip and since then, I've kind of been like, no, no, I'm not. Like, I'm still kind of holding myself back a little bit, but at the same time, I'm, like, very content and comfortable with, with where I'm at and what I'm doing and just who I am. And yeah. uh, and it, it, it kind of just chipped away a lot of garbage that I'd kind of been building up. And, like, now I kind of... Like, I'm looking around, and, like, I kind of have this confidence again where I'm like, oh, I need to get back to greatness. Mm-hmm. And uh, not that the drug can, like, make you become great. It's not like that. It just shows you what you're capable of yeah, yourself. Yeah, which like I think is shows, important. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely it's, important, man. Yeah. Dude, that, that's great. It's great that it's, um, like, you, you mentioned this before, and I really want to get to it. The pineal gland, that's something that a lot of people that have been doing this for a lot longer than you and I both have always stressed that that's a very important part of the body that is associated with enlightenment you know what I mean yeah so uh so the fact that you said you felt it vibrating uh, dude like a full-on vibrating like a whatever it was a real vibration like a cracking like that felt shit like just going that's that's amazing man that that's if anything you've got like a jump start to it it's you kind know, of what I feel I like, but I want to, I no, want pretty, to, awesome, if, cool. I can't just, I can't say it enough, yeah. dude, that it was awesome and yeah. it is awesome. And again, you're not, you and I both aren't saying that smoking this is going to make you awesome. Right. Because it's you not, and I were born awesome and that's, that's pretty much kind the of, way it is. <laughs> I mean, not to yeah. sound like that, but it's like, I, I've kind of earned this feeling is the way that I feel about it. Like that's I've fair. gone through enough turmoil. Uh, I've gone through enough hardship going paycheck to paycheck. I've gone through some stuff. You know, heartaches, uh, death, you know, losing people, got the full gamut. And it's, uh, yeah, but it made me who I am. And I don't know, dude, it's, uh, yeah, it just kind of, it kind of just cracked all that stuff that kind of was putting garbage over my eyes, like putting the veil over my eyes. It just kind of re showed me, like, hey, dude, you're a fucking solid person. Don't yeah. forget it. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure, dude. Yeah, that's, uh, that's incredible, man. That's really, really cool. Yeah, I, uh, Man, that DMT. There's like so much I want to say, but so much happens in such a short amount of time that it's hard to pick up everything. You know what I mean? Um, one thing that I want to say before I forget it, though, 
um, while I was in this. So I'm kind of going through a couple of uh, ideas right now that I'm like holding close to my chest. And these ideas are, are new and experimental right now. So it's in the stage of realistically, what do I need to do to get this done kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Like if you want to run a four-minute mile, like, okay, well, what training do I need to get done in order to make it even close to that? It's kind of where I'm at. Like, okay, like what do I need to do in order to get this done? You know, but it's like in this whole like business part of it. And, um, and there was a moment while I was in this – in this empty space and I felt like I was being watched I had that thought that 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 thought of what I'm talking about right and then I realized that not only a was I not afraid of the weight of that responsibility that it would take for to do something like that but I also realized that I was alone but I felt very much at home and safe and uh Safe is a key word, especially for you first timers. I know a lot of people don't want to feel threatened or scared. Right. It's safe. It's safe. Totally. So, um, yeah. So while I was there, and I felt these emotions of being safe and just like I'm being watched, and it all felt familiar. I also didn't see anyone else there. So there was a small part of me that kind of felt alone. And in that moment of feeling alone, is when I had that thought of. Um, that business endeavor that I'm, I'm trying to gear myself up into. And then I was able to associate the two because, and the reason why I was able to associate it is because I felt, I felt the pressure of what I want to do as far as that business part. And I felt that if I do it, it's 100% going to be based off of me getting it done. And that weight's going to be 100% distributed, distributed across my shoulders. And it kind of reminded me that listen, this is there are going to be moments where you're going to feel very much alone, but just know that it's safe, that you're you're in a good place, you're in a familiar place, and you're going to be able to to do it because there was never a moment where I felt threatened or afraid or anything like that. Right, it was were... more so a reminder of hey, you're probably going to see this. And it wasn't a feeling. It was me seeing. Like, I'm seeing that I'm alone. I'm seeing that I'm in, I'm in this unfamiliar place, even though it felt very much familiar. It was telling me, hey, you're going to feel what you're seeing right now. But just know the feeling that you're actually experiencing in this moment, which was uh, peaceful, which was safe, which was very much just happy. That's what you're going to end up feeling while you're going through this. And that's something that you should not lose sight of. And that's kind of what I got from it. Especially when I walked through that door, I didn't walk through it. Actually, I was just there. Yeah. But the shitty part about it is when I mentioned earlier that I coughed the first initial hit, I also, um, that cough set up a chain reaction of me coughing throughout my experience. So there are moments while I'm in this different universe where I cough. And I'm coughing because my body's still adjusting to the smoke that I just exhaled. And then I'm actually. The cough is bringing me back down to reality, and I'm waking up, and I'm realizing, holy shit, I'm laying down, which at that moment I had forgotten that I even laid down because I was that far down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And then as I'm realizing that I'm laying down, I'm also realizing – I'm also remembering that, uh, oh, yeah, I just smoked DMT. And then, bam, I'm right back in the world. I'm right back in the fucking – Into the trip. Into the trip. Yeah. And that happened about two or three times throughout my trip. So – 
the one issue that I have that I want to on this next one that I plan on doing outside of doing it 100% sober, middle of the day, no cloud of mind, no nothing, is um, I want to take smaller drags, and I also want to make sure that I. I, when I take those small drags, I don't want to start the trip off while coughing because I'm afraid of that happening again. Right. I don't want that to happen again. Dude. Right. I yeah, want to. I want to stay in the immerse. trip. I want to stay in the trip. I want to not leave until I'm ready to leave. And I feel I really believe that whatever it is that wanted to talk to me has something to say, and I don't want to miss anything. I, I want to be there for it. I want somebody to put the pen to my mouth four minutes yeah. into my trip yeah. and just be like. <laughs> Hit it again! Yeah, right? <laughs> so we can like somehow rig up a gas mask to it. <laughs> yeah. I just, just want an hour long experience. Stay in the trip and not leave until I'm good and fucking ready. <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a trip. <laughs> that'd be a trip for sure. Yeah, man. But again, DMT, I am a fan. Me too. You seem like you're a fan. Uh, I'm really happy that you said that it, it kind of showed you something that it reminded you that you were great. I think it's a good way to put it, right? Yeah, well, and because it it's not like you ever forgot. It's, it's just, not that because I also like I always held on to it like in, on the back burner. Okay, and like I always knew who I was, but at the same time, like it kind of like brought it all to the forefront. And it, uh, our my buddy said something uh, that kind of rang true, which is like it showed. I feel like it shows you how powerful your brain is, mm. like what your brain is capable of. Like your brain is capable of taking you on this experience. Like you put a little of this chemical in and now you're able to see fucking the galaxies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, holy shit, my brain is the one creating these images. And also the feelings that you get from it uh, are about yourself. Like they're about, you know, things of comfort or capableness yeah. or not being afraid or whatever like yeah. these are all things that your brain are creating so uh, whatever it does to your like for, for me and for what I, I think what it did for a lot of people is that it just showed you what your tool is that you have between your ears and it gave me personally a lot of confidence about like what that brain can create uh, whether mm-hmm. it's stories or movies or fucking like it's the potential is endless um, and it's um as somebody that's like a mathematician, like what that unlocked for me was just like I'm I'm still processing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it's like that's why I'm excited to try it again because like yeah. I feel like I'm like I've almost solved pi mm. or like I've figured out infinity or but I know not to sound so arrogant, but it's like if you're kind of walking around in like this confused haze of like what do I do with my life or what's going on or just you know maybe you're dealing with some depression or maybe you're Whatever it is, dude, uh, like that's kind of what I was dealing with. Uh, a lot of those things kind of like balled up into one. And yeah, this alleviated a lot of that. That's amazing, dude. Yeah. That's really awesome. And you know, our buddy at, uh, that that uh, that made all this possible, he said that he smoked it how many times now? How, how oh, many times did you say? Five, six, seven? Least, yeah. I was going to say a half dozen. For, oh, we'll, we'll say six then, yeah, right? So fair. six. Every single time he's had a different trip. Yeah. So that's what he said. I like to think that this per I almost said his name, Holy Cannoli. I like to think that this person <laughs> he has said it too after the ninetieth minute we're almost, we're at the uh, yeah, right. the whole podcast. At this point on it's fair game. No <laughs> <laughs> We're in extra time, folks. Yeah, right. Sorry, man. Uh I, I believe that this gentleman has enough life experience and enough going for him right now that he should be in a good place. He should have most of what he wants figured out, and he's working towards something that 
he doesn't need to be told of. Like he, okay, no, this no, is what I'm right. doing. I'm happy. I, I got I don't, this going on. I don't think that that's his uh, motivation, especially with DMT. Uh, I, I think that his motivation, uh, which I commented to him that night, which is I was like, this has got to be Christmas for you, right? Uh, because it's not about – he lives uh, – he's a very selfless person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, he Probably really – Probably one of the most selfless the people most I've selfless. ever met in my entire life. 2,000%. And uh, outside of that one time, ah, I split ah, burrito ah, and he took the bigger half of the burrito. You know what I'm talking about, Doc. <laughs> you know, it was 2012. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, uh, but like, as a poker player, uh, reading people is kind of my thing. And, like, his motivation was, especially that night and just in general, uh, is to kind of, like, bring his friends up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if he... If he's doing well, he wants to, you know, like, he has the mi- mindset of, like, uh, rising tides rise, rises all ships. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. He, he, if his If his tide's rising, he wants, and, like, say he figures out fucking life or the secret to life, like, he wouldn't be content just knowing that by himself. Like, he needs the people that he cares about to also discover and unlock that secret. Okay. And uh, so seeing... Uh, his reactions to like everybody he was crying oh he was emotional about it in a happy way I saw i literally saw tears yeah. coming from his eyes and like that just lets you know and he dude. told me this shit makes me cry when it I is it. he's I'm so like, he's like this is i'm so fucking happy right now and like i you feel it yeah like it's it's genuine happiness dude and i fucking love that about him um but yeah like that's what let me know too like that he had my best interest when it was coming to take it. Like it gave me confidence and mm. his, his confidence that he knew this was going to be good for me. Like gave me confidence in taking the, uh, taking the pen or taking the ribs. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I know that he, I personally think that he's in a good place and I think that the only thing for him is like, he needs that his, his friends to be in better places. Like that's the only thing that he needs in his life for his life to be better. Yeah. Is for his if his friends were in better places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think that would if that if you're listening to it, I could be way off, bro. But like <laughs> I fucking I I, I I I see it, dude. Like I, I see you light up, man. When fucking when you're helping yeah. us and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, dude. That might be fair, man. That could be it. Could be it. It could be one of the motivating factors. I um I don't know. I know one thing for sure, and that you hit it on the nose. He gets so much joy out of out of what we did yeah and i don't see that as in like this malicious oh you guys are doing drugs it's more of he's a, like oh, i got you guys fucked up yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah exactly no. it's more of uh he knows that this is going to benefit us in our own personal way yeah and that's really and, what and, it and, and, and for and our own did. lives for our own lives it did, yeah and like even though and that's the cool thing like he it's a weird thing like I know that he wants us to be better in our own lives and that's what makes him happy. So it's like, in essence, it's selfish because he's doing things that's making him feel better, but it's like the best kind of selfishness. I can see that. It's like, okay, so nobody really, okay, I'm about to go on a real tangent here. Do it, man. But like, nobody does things for other people for other people. Even this person? Nobody. Okay. Think about it. Okay, nobody does something for somebody else. Like I'm not gonna do a favor for you, bro. For you, doing I'm, it for I'm me. doing it for myself. Yeah. Well, by me, I meant yourself. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. 
I'm doing it because I like the way that it makes me feel to do somebody a favor. That's fair. So by that, by that notion, by that, yeah, that notion, every every compliment that you've ever been, been received has always been that it's they always want it's always the that they want of mm-hmm. that I gave you a compliment that they gave that they gave you a compliment. It's always for their own satisfaction, or they're fishing for their own personal compliment. That could be Those it too, motherfuckers. That could be it too, bro. But I'm always a sucker. I'm just saying, like I'm always responding. Well, your shirt looks your shirt looks nice say, too. Imagine, or I like your haircut more than my own. Imagine the Ned Flanders or like anybody like that. That's just like do goody, right? Anybody, any do gooder, right? He's doing it because he's trying to. It, it's a feeling that makes him feel virtuous good. Virtuous to his own personal fucking ego. Son of a bitch. At the, at the end of the day, well, all you'd have to ask is like, oh. So, what does that make? Did, did it make you feel good to do me that favor? Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, it did. It made me feel good. Like, okay, yeah, it was for you. The only people that do things for other people just for other people is people that hate doing things for other people. That doesn't make any sense. At I all. know, I know. But if you like, all right. So personally, like, I think like, oh, it's fucking. This is gonna sound really. I'm getting really like deep into this rabbit hole here, and I know it. But it's like. The only time that somebody's like actually doing something for you is if they don't want to. If that makes sense. Like if they want to help you, if they're like if they like it, if it makes them feel good to do you a favor, then they're doing it for themselves. They're not doing it for you. Okay. Yeah, no, I get that. That's just okay. It's a hard thing. I know it's it's weird to like there's nothing to really respond to that either. It's just there like there isn't this, and I'm trying to figure there's no, out. There's no there's fine. Yeah. It's fine. But, but like I had this thought going I, down. I get it though. I, I get what you're what you, what you're saying. But you don't think that anyone does it on the just the sheer act of doing something nice and kind. I know, but what's that actual thought process? If you break down the thought do, process, is like that moment that you say like, "Oh my God, this person needs something. I should I should help them. Yeah. Why should I help them? Well, is it, and because it's the good thing to do, right? It's an old personal thing, right? But it's because, like, but how many I mean, how many people? They will, don't need an audience in order to see them do this nice act it, of whatever the fuck. You know, it like, doesn't oh, have to. It could be nobody their, around. Their it doesn't have to be or, for the credit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be for the credit. It's own personal. But it's like I pull over because I want to get that thank you, or I want to get that like uh-huh. I want them to appreciate me, or like there's if you really break it down to its core. It's like it's it is for yourself, like your favor that favor that. But you're not doing. all things, though, right? I mean, I truly, things, I I kind of think that it for is. For example, if somebody I don't know, let's think think of an example, and I will I'll find a way to to say that that's about yeah, themselves. Well, if you're, I promise. If you're fishing for it, yeah, it's not even but a just, fishing, just but hear, it's like, hear me out though. Like, I if will. Somebody, I'm open. I'm if open. somebody, let's just say I don't know, man. Let's just say um, such a tangent. I'm sorry, listeners. It's all good though, right, <laughs> listeners? Because you're enjoying it. Uh, let's just say, just for the sake of playing devil's advocate. There's a kid that's a, 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 a two-year-old that's, learn, that's learning how to walk. It loses its balance. You run up instinctually because you don't want the baby to fall down and, and hit its head to pick up the baby. Right. Are you doing that for your own personal, like, yeah, I saved this baby from falling over and hitting its head. Or are you doing it because you're programmed to do the right thing, the thing that's necessary to prevent this infant child from hurting itself or I, him or herself? I think that technically you're... If you really want to break that scenario down in that moment, uh, it's there, there's two, there's there's multiple folds. But it's like, yeah, you don't want that child to hurt. But I think if you really break it down as to why you saved that baby's life, is to probably one to tell people about it. 
I think if you really break it down, it's to be able to say that you did the right thing. It's to be able to... uh, I mean, I I think that there is good in people and, like, Uh yeah, like, you probably would do that I just don't know if there's always that that interior motive that's... It's not a... It's not... I'm not... I don't want to describe it as a motive. It's not like a conscious thought. It's not a conscious thing. It's not like they're trying to work to play the... It's just... It's more of a... It's it's, almost like that business thing. Like, hey, I'll help you out if you help me out. It's not even, like, a means to an end. Yeah. It's not even a means to an end. It's not like that. And I don't want it to... I hope I don't sound like that, but I'm sure I do. It's it's more of like it. All right, if you break it down to this, just it feels good to help people, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Okay, so Not always, like if I'm out at a fucking Walmart and I'm walking out and a dude asks me for a dollar, I'm I'm not gonna give him a dollar. And even if I did, I'm gonna be like, why the fuck did I give him a dollar for? It? I mean, I hate to say it like that, but it's the truth. I don't feel good for giving somebody just money that I don't know, even though. It's a homeless person that probably needs... I don't know, like, that to me... But then again, I have my own personal bias where... But, like, why'd you give him a dollar? Why did I give him a dollar? Yeah. I think peer pressure is one thing. Peer pressure, but nobody was around. Say nobody's around. Why would you give the person a dollar? I'd still feel the pressure of wanting to do the right thing. For yourself. So that you probably. would so you would feel like a good person. But I still wouldn't do it, though. But you would... But, you would, but that's the pressure, is, like... Is this the thing that's going to make me mm-hmm. feel like a better person? Mm-hmm. Is is this action going to make that, me feel better? Is it that or is it the thought of we're programmed to do always do the right thing? No, but we're not. Uh, from learning from other people, I think we kind of are. We though. try to be. We, we try to be, for I mean, sure. But I think around us, from social media to the good guy always wins, to just... But that's what I'm saying is you want to feel you want to feel like the good guy. You want to feel like you're doing the right thing. But it again, it all boils back down to it's something that you're trying to do so that you can have a self worth. Uh It it boils down to like you're doing something in order to identify with yourself as being a good person. Yeah. It's not that you're doing something for the benefit of that other person. At its core, if you really boil it down you're doing it to feel better about yourself Mm -hmm. and to feel like you're a good person and to do whatever it is you're what like you said programmed like you want to you're trying to figure out how to program yourself to feel like you're a good person yeah i got you like those actions are like okay this is what i feel like a good person would act like but it's still a self-gratifying action I see. at its core. I definitely get what you're saying. Do you see what I'm saying? I definitely get what you're like, saying. Like, there's good that comes from yeah. it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. at the same time, I've, like, I had that realization the other day where I was like, why did I do that? I did that because I, I want them to think that I'm selfless or I want them to think that I'm... What, what were you doing that made you... It was something at work, dude. I was like, I was like, whether it was like buying a drink or uh, like buying somebody drinks or something after at the end of a shift, and I was like, did I buy them a drink because I wanted them to fucking like I wanted to give them something, or did I buy them a drink because I wanted to show them that I have money, or I wanted to to feel good about the fact that I was capable of doing it, or. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, I wanted the thank you. I wanted... You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to feed the ego that says that I'm a good person. I see. Do you know what I'm saying? Because maybe I'm combating some other shit that's saying, like, I'm not a good person. Yeah, I see. So, again, like, I was having that internal thought of, like, no, dude, but don't be so hard on it. You're just... You bought him a drink, dude. You did him a favor. Like, Mm -hmm. stop. Like, you're beating yourself up for nothing. But at the same time, if I was truly honest with myself, I was doing that a 2,000% for myself. Mm-hmm. So and that's when I started playing with that, and that's what led this last twenty minutes of conversation, which yeah, was like, I hear you. 
I hear you, man. And you know what, dude? I, I tend to agree, but I like to think, even though at this point it's just more so scenario based, I guess, right? Because, like, they're really, I mean, do, is there really any clear answer on that? Because no. someone can always argue that, oh, well, you know what? I personally did it just because it and was a good thing to do, not for any other person. That, that baby scenario, too, was a pretty good one, dude. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, well, that I mean, actually, yeah, I was like, it's oh, like well, that's, that's actually a kind of a stumper because. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I mean. You just want to, sure. we have an innate sense to, like, want to like, help. Do the babies. right thing. Yeah, like, well, just, just help. And know? also, like, that baby's vulnerable. Yeah, I don't, like, yeah, you want to, you want to, yeah. You want to help out something that's vulnerable yeah like. for sure for sure and the uh, baby's not going to appreciate it it doesn't know anything yeah, you know true. but like the parents uh, will but you know uh-huh yeah man like but what i'm looking at it is like i like to believe that a few of us would at least do the right thing without any uh subconscious motive of wanting just to be oh i'm known as a good person or that's my own personal thing that's my own personal victory for the day whatever the fuck it is but what you're That's saying, tough. though, That's man. Tough. What you're saying, though. It's a tough one because I, I want. I mean, is there's a gray area. There's a gray area. There's a giant. There's probably more of a gray area than there is white or black. I agree. It's just, it's a like huge well, vast. Because, like, because if you were confronted, would you would you be honest and say, "Well, actually, I did that for myself because I wanted to have." I'm working on personal. I'm working on getting to that point, dude, where I can get to that level of honesty. Is that ever possible to get to that level? Of I'm working honesty? on it, dude. I really am. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I mean. With a couple more TMT trips, you never know. Hey. But, uh, yeah, I, I just think it takes a lot of, like, self-awareness yeah. and, yeah, just a lot of self-awareness. But no, it's, I hear uh, you. it's, That's I'm not tough. saying that it's true for everybody, dude. And, like, I, I'm honestly just bringing this up as a point of, like, just, like, hey, think about it. Yeah. You know? It's like, some, something to think about. I just, I mean, the person that, Made all this possible. I don't think he did what he did for his own personal thing. No. I mean, I I, I think he oh, gets a lot of. That's a good point. Yeah, I think he gets a lot of gratification from it. Sure, but I really think he just wants to help us out. I, I agree. I agree. I don't know. But that's what I'm saying. Like, there's. But helping us out makes him feel good. Could. Which at its again, but I'm is, not trying to say the, the that's feel not good. Is that outweighing no. from the want to help no. us out? No, no, sir, no, sir. And I'm not, I'm not saying that, yeah. dude. I'm not saying that, like I know you're not. Like again, the actions. We're just talking. We're just totally, talking. totally, dude. This and is I, fucking, you're right. Twenty minute conversation on a tangent. Just the tangent. We'll go back to the DMT later. But it's know. like, but it's like the, like regardless of whether the actions, uh, like you can do actions that are you know say you donate a million dollars to a charity like oh my god you did so much fucking good and those actions can outweigh that like minuscule mm-hmm. you know you did it for yourself yeah. type of thing to feel good mm-hmm. uh, it, it's like so I truly believe that Trevor's motivation was for us uh, but uh, I I got fucked up <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm right there with you, though, man. Uh, uh, I truly believe that our friends' actions were for us, but at the same time, I, I do know that the the ultimate motivator, like the underlying, not the ultimate, uh-huh. but like the driving force of it, the the thing that that starts that engine was because it, it, he it makes him feel good to do things for his friends, which is a good trait. Like uh, it's a positive yeah. trait. I'm not saying I'm not saying yeah, that this, some this, this that conversation don't want is a negative. To help their friends, not because it's the wrong or the good thing to do or whatever the fuck, but it's because the satisfaction that they would get from helping their friends out doesn't outweigh the hassle of doing that 
deed or making that stuff or making right. certain things happen. Or the effort. The effort. Thank totally, you. The dude. effort. So maybe, maybe there is a balance thing, you know? I don't know, man. It's, that's, that's a crazy one. It's a. But it's just would a weird. definitely break that ego down, though. It's the a, ego of wanting, because when I was in there, my ego, I, I like to think that I have my ego at a healthy balance where it comes out when I, when I need it to, but I also know when to not be competitive and like sit back and be like, you know what? It's not worth it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm under the firm believer where, um, like, uh, uh, you may win the battle, I'll win the war kind of a thing. Like, I'm in the long game. So there's certain times where I know when to turn it on and turn it off, you know, that kind of a thing. So when it comes to uh, DMT or shrooms and whenever that panic of not feeling like you're in control, that's something that at this point, at this stage of my life, as a 30-year-old man, soon to be 31, I'm comfortable with sitting back and not being the one that's driving but being the one that's being driven. So I'm willing to sit back and enjoy the ride and see what this is. Whether or not it's something that I need to see or it's just a bunch of – you. what was that thing you talked about earlier? The kaleidoscope. The, the, the kaleidoscope. Or maybe it's just an experience of just looking through this giant kaleidoscope. And I'm just seeing all these different colors and visuals, which is what my girlfriend experienced. Right. She uh, she very much was saying that because um, she was smiling the whole time. Yeah. And that she too. didn't remember smiling. Oh, you too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I had right. the hugest grin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, our other friend said that uh, that he re- he remembered seeing that from you smiling a lot. Um, but yeah. So my girlfriend, she was smitten by it. You know. Yeah. Um, kind of crazy, you know, she was saying that she was just smiling a lot and that it was the colors and the shapes that she got to see. That was the big, what's the, what's the right, uh, the biggest, um, entertainment, I guess the biggest the main event uh, the, of the, yeah, but she did a tiny little bit though, man. She did one hit and was like, that's all I need. I mean, yeah, that's all yeah. you need. It, yeah, for sure. I mean, just one. Yeah, for sure. Even though a lot of us were trying to go for three. Um, but yeah, so kind of crazy, man, kind of crazy how that worked out, but the ego has not been one thing that has really plagued me since that time that I locked myself in the restroom and I was um, <laughs> not – I was determined on not coming out until I figured out what the fuck was wrong with me. Yeah. Uh, so it's not really giving me an issue. But if it is something that I do right or wrong to satisfy my own ego, hopefully every time I do right is for the actual right reason and not to satisfy my own personal – Sat, like to make my own personal satisfaction that's pretty, pretty much what I'm getting at like hopefully I'm at that point now where I'm doing the right thing because it's the right thing even though I get a little chump change in the back end by feeling okay about it you know what I mean totally I don't know but hopefully DMT would, next time I smoke DMT I'm gonna think about that I swear to god cause that's an interesting thought it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a an weird, interesting thought it's a weird thing that like ever since I thought about it and it was just the other week that I thought about it and I was like yeah. do I do anything for anybody else like I think of myself as a very giving person, but then I, I had this moment where I was like, "Am I? Mm-hmm. Like truly?" And uh, yeah, it kind of fucked with me. And uh, yeah, so I thought I'd just talk about that. Yeah, that's really interesting, dude. It's so it's a weird thing when you when you fucking dive into that, and yeah. it's uh, yeah, it was it was intriguing. Yeah, that's dude. That's fucking yeah. It's crazy. The drug itself is crazy. The whole experience was it was, was fun, I, I went over, peaceful, crazy. 
I thought I was just coming over to like say goodbye or like say like happy birthday or whatever. And I got over there and they're like, hey, yo, our friend so-and-so is like mid-trip, dude. Be quiet. He's coming out of it. (laughs) Like, just let it happen. I was like, what do you mean? And then I just realized like, oh, so everybody in this backyard is either has done or is about to do DMT. And... I'm about to be the only person not doing it. And mm. I was like, shit, I did not know that I signed up for fucking DMT tonight. Yeah. It's like, guess what? We're all tripping balls tonight. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty much the fucking scenario. Like, yeah. I got to the living room and they were like, all right, before you go outside, I need you to know something. We're all tripping balls out there. Yeah. You're next. Strap in. And I was like, whoa. It's incredible. Yeah, but it was... That was um, incredible. Such a random, like, awesome, awesome experience. I, um, I could not agree with you more. It's something that I believe everyone should try. I, I do too. I, I really think so. I think everyone should try it. I think everyone should at least experience it because it, it's a very it's a humbling experience too. Yeah. You know, it's very good. I mean, it's good in the ego. It's good for the ego in that sense. But I really want to get away from the ego talk. I think, <laughs> we, I think we've beaten that dead horse. Um, Stupid horse. Yeah, fucking dead as shit. I believe that. It's just, it's very humbling. It, it teaches you, hey, maybe I shouldn't be so concerned on certain things. Maybe I shouldn't take myself so seriously. I think here in LA specifically, a lot of people take themselves very serious. Everyone wants to, every, everyone that moved here to be in the entertainment industry wants to be the next movie star, movie director, model, screenwriter, the list goes on, right? Touche. Yes. Everyone else that is just here, Likes being in L.A. for whatever reason. But they still, everyone, deep down in our core, we all want to be important. But because of that, because we're surrounded by so many bigwig people, it's like there's too many big fish in a small pond, you know? And we all want to be the big fish. So I think it's important for us to at least step back and realize, hey, man, I, it's okay to not take myself so serious. Like maybe I'm adding too much stress on my shoulders. Maybe I should take things a little bit slower. Or maybe by taking a step back, it allows me to re- recalibrate yeah. and then take to help me take the next four or five steps forward. Nice word with the recalibrating because especially yeah. with the whole pineal gland thing, I, that's what I kind of feel like happened when I came out of the trip. Like uh-huh. I don't feel like the same person that went into I've that trip. I've heard that from a few different people and um, – I can't say I share that same experience. Like I'm not. I'm not saying like I'm still myself. Yeah, two thousand percent. No, no, I know what you mean though. You get but, me? but but it's like, yeah, I, I was such an impactful experience that it's like changing the outlook. But the like f- not nothing like where I'm like oh so grand or so like oh like I yeah, feel yeah, yeah. I feel bigger like I'm still me like I'm. It, it's just like this awareness. It's like it's like a cerebral thing. Like uh, yeah. we're like you're kind of like walking around in a cloud. And now it's like the fog's gone, and you're just like it's, it's more. Everything's just a little bit more clear. Yeah. Um, and I, I explained it to somebody the other day. Like normally, when I wake up, I have like I guess cloudy thoughts or like guilty thoughts. Um, depending, it doesn't matter. But it's I woke up uh, the day after that and the day since, and I'm just things are brighter. Yeah, you know things are just different. And, uh, not that I'm a different person, but I, I mean, I kind of feel like I shed a little skin on that. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, like I grew for sure. And that there's no, there's no like, like 
when you when you learn a trader, like say you go to a, a new uh, grade level, like oh I'm now a senior, hmm. and now and it's like oh I remember when I was a junior. Uh, and there's like, oh, that person was so different and so young or so like didn't, didn't know what they were doing. Like, that's kind of how I feel about my pre DMT person. Mm. Um, very, again, not, I don't want to sound so arrogant where I'm like, oh, I fuck, you know, but mm. it's like, I there's that, that like subtle change that just makes me feel very, um, capable. That's amazing. Yeah. I can't say that enough, man. That's amazing. It's pretty cool. Yeah. For my, I mean, I, I, I think you know that I've been searching for that. Yeah, no, dude, you and I've been, we've been very open with each other over the last few years. So that's really cool, man. Damn. Yeah, it's a trip. It's a trip, man. Spirit drug, man. Spirit molecule, as they call it's it. Fucking. It's nuts. It I is know, nuts. dude, and I don't feel guilty about wanting like. Say, say like I had an awesome time doing ecstasy, uh-huh. and I'd be like, oh, I want to do some fucking, I want to do ecstasy next weekend. Uh-huh. Like, I'd feel really guilty about saying that. Yeah, and I would say something. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I, would, I would expect As your you to. friend, I would say, yo, exactly, man, bro, you bro, fucking bro, recheck bro. yourself for you a second. Stop fucking boofing, bro. Yeah, seriously. But, like, this one, it's like, it's like an excitement of what it, what I, you, you, you get me. Like, it's, it's, um, it's different. It's different than any other substance that I've ever experienced, and um, yeah, man, I, I'm just glad that I did it, and would do it again, and will. Yeah, I definitely plan on doing that again, man. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. I think you should... If something feels wrong, as long as it doesn't hurt anyone or affect anyone in any negative way, and it makes you a better person in the outcome, I say try it out. Yep. It, whether it's scary, uh, intimidating, uh, uneasy, any other negative thought you can put to it, all you need is that one positive one to actually try it out yeah. and experience life. Uh, so DMT, I think Michael and I have pretty much... We're, we're, we're ambassadors right now. Yeah. We're like fucking. Try it out. It's. We're not even trying to sell. We're like, uh, so if you would like some DMT, yeah, right. Please contact. Yeah, seriously, right? No, it's not like that. It's, uh, it's just if yeah, you have a reliable source. Then yes, please. A reliable source. Um, don't do it just to do it. Do it to actually learn something about yourself. Yeah, you've got to be in a position where you where you're trying to get something out of it. Yes, and if you're not to that maturity level in your life, uh, be it. You will. Don't get me wrong. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, so don't get depressed on that. Like, just saying, uh, you have to be able to to be wanting to receive this type of information. Yeah. Like, you can't just be like, I've got it all fucking figured out. Fuck you. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Have that sort of mentality. Never like, works. It, Never it's, works. It's not. And it's also, this isn't a recreational drug. Definitely not. It, it's not like that. If So, if you're it's like... It's not like a... It's not even like a once a week kind of a drug, in my no. opinion. This is once... Every blue moon, whatever, if if that, if that, like I want to do it one more time and then I'm good for. I might, I really might be good after the next one. Maybe I, I truly, I mean, like I don't know. The but... last time I last time I took shrooms was almost going on three years ago. Oh yeah, I was 27. But I, I feel like this will this will chip away at, at things that will like you'll know oh, no, you'll know when you don't yeah, need to do I was it again. 28. I was 28. Is what I'm saying. Like with this one, it's like with DMT, I feel like. Uh, once you've gotten enough benefit out of the drug, you'll know, and like you don't need it anymore. Like, yeah. I, if I were to to not do it ever again, I think that I would be a better 
like, again, I know at this point going forward, I will be a better person for having done it that one time. Yeah. Like, and I don't, I, I won't need to do it ever again. Nope. So I went from, let's just put numbers on this. Like in my, in my own consciousness, I went from like, say a 62 to like a 78, right? Out of a hundred. Uh, my thought process is, is like, if I do it two or three more times, I'm going to get up to 90 to a hundred and then you're done. Like there's no more levels of like getting better. So, mm. <clears throat> but yeah, that's the way that I'm imagining it is like, Oh, like right now I'm just going like, Oh my God, that did so much for me. I wonder what would happen if I did it again. But if I did it again and it didn't give me that sort of like increase, so to speak, like that boost in my awareness, then yeah, I'm not doing it again. Yeah. That's fair, man. So, ladies and gentlemen, episode 48 of Long Wish Pill. I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. I know there's a lot of fun stuff there. A lot it's definitely of something to, to sit down on and really think about. Um, Mike, fucking dude. loved having you on, man. Fucking A, it was dude. fun, dude. Great experience, too. Gosh, I just wish I was there for it, man. You, I wish I was, I was there for yours. I really do. It, it would have been, been cool to talk to you about after... Uh, just about because it would have been fresh yeah, um, yeah but, yeah, yeah. but even then though, it was like hard to put it all into perspective <clears throat> yeah but there yeah. was there was a couple moments too where I had this like vision of like success for everybody and I just wanted to be able to like tie it in yeah towards stuff but I couldn't but anyways or on the next one on the next yeah. DMT trip for sure yeah, yeah. Uh, I was sure. thinking can you imagine uh, doing DMT and then podcasting like <laughs> on, like right after can you <laughs> imagine <laughs> Could imagine. I can also imagine that it would not be that great. <laughs> so we're just like, uh, that was fucking crazy. It's like uh, it's just us saying that over and over again. That was yeah. fucking insane. That was so badass. You're like, I just can't describe it right now. Yeah, right. I just can't. That's, that's it. Episode over. Um, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. Dude, thanks, uh, thanks for listening. Fuck yeah, man, that was fun. Yeah, thank you everyone for listening. That was a great experience. Um, anything you want to say before we get going? Oh, uh, it's my birthday coming up next week. Hey. Hey. What's the plan? Uh, party at my house on a Friday and then uh, doing something on Saturday. That next Friday? Yeah. Ne- uh, so the 25th will be my uh-huh. birthday. The 27th will be that Friday. Okay. Uh, and then the 28th will be that Saturday. Cool. And I have both the, that night and that day off, or, or that whole day off. So. Dude, fucking okay, amen. Sounds uh, Yeah, if you're listening... <laughs> Keep posted for that. Shoot that DM to Mr. Michael uh, Gilman. Yeah, go ahead and save the date on that one, okay, yeah. folks? It's going crazy. I'm not giving uh, out the address, though. <laughs> Definitely don't do that. Uh, yeah, everyone. All right, thanks again. Have a wonderful night. Good morning, good evening, good night. Fuck All that man, good man. shit. Thanks Bye. for listening. <laughs>